Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. happening mike schmidt 40 year old boy podcast first things first let me say this hi it's friday uh, we all know that uh, this is not it's not a friday podcast i'm gonna give it a speech every time i do a show on friday uh but it's not a friday podcast we're thursday people we're all we all communicate we all get together on a thursday this show comes out on thursday all usually not the last couple of weeks uh i'm i'm uh oh, before i get into any of that bullshit let's say this first of all i want to say a hearty uh, I'm so sorry to my friend, Mary Beth in Houston, because Mary Beth, uh, you know, she is a Houston Astros fan and they lost in the world series. And she was so excited. We had been going back and forth on Facebook regarding the, the, uh, the, the games. And she was all excited for the advancing in the playoffs. And she was so thrilled. And, uh, and unfortunately she wound up losing the series. Now she didn't, you know, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to blame her. I don't know if AJ Hinge put her into pitch. I didn't see that happening. Uh, still, that's always a terrible thing when your team loses, especially if they get to a game seven. A game seven is like the harshest thing in the fucking world to lose because, uh, you know, it's the last game. You get all the way to the end. You're like, all right, we're looking good here. We're feeling good about it. It's exciting. And then, uh, unfortunately, you lose your game and they lose at home and they're winning two to nothing in the sixth inning. Uh, even the seventh inning, perhaps. Was it the seventh inning? I don't even know. I can't remember. Folks, this is so long ago. Um, but Mary Beth is a huge Astros fan and she's very disappointed now. And so I want to go ahead and throw out my condolences to her for being disappointed about losing the World Series because that is a rough thing to have happen. I had it happen in 2009 with my Philadelphia Phillies, folks. I'll have it happen again, I'm sure, sometime before I die. Who knows? Although that's a coin flip. Who knows when that could fucking happen? Uh, but I assume I'll win one as well. I'm Look, I'm assuming all good things and bad things at the same time. That's how I handle my business these days. I don't know. I'm, you know what I am? I'm a fucking plastic bag spinning around on a driveway with a fucking leaf blower and just and Wes Studi or... No, it's not Wes Studi. Was it Wes Beatty? What the fuck is that kid? What's his name? I don't know. The American Beauty Kid. Wes, whatever. He wound up in fucking American Horror Story. Wes Studi's like an Indian guy. I can't have that fucking guy. He's cause, cause I'll tell you what. If Wes Studi saw a garbage bag spinning around with a, in the wind with like a leaf blower or whatever the fuck, he'd cry because he's an Indian guy. We know that. He'd be sad. He'd be Jay Silverheels and fucking tear rolling down his goddamn face because uh, that's how Native Americans handle their business. They see garbage, they cry. We just, I don't, it's because this is their land. This land is your land. This land is my land from California to the New York Island. 
Uh, and then when they, they go out and they see a garbage bag and they're like, ah, oh, sad, sob, feather. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so it wasn't Wes Studi, but it's Wes. I can't remember his fucking name. See, dudes, uh, I'm so bad at this now. I'm so fucking old. I can't pull shit out of my fucking brain. And, uh, and it drives me crazy. And I just, and I, I'm furious about it. Uh, and I don't understand why it's happening. And now I'm going to Google that kid's name and I don't want, but I don't want to at the same fucking time. Uh, cause that's just, that's a stop down now. We're not, cause uh, you, do you know, do you know how fucking long it took me to start this show? I'm not going to lie to you fucking folks. Um, well, before we get into that, let's, let's talk about this. So we, we give Mary Beth Kirk. I give, and there's her last name, which I shouldn't give, but I did. Uh, you know, she's had a rough week. The Astros uh, certainly are, are a huge part of that. And so she loses the World Series. It would have been nice for her to have that window of joy in her life this week. And unfortunately, it didn't happen. So, Mary Beth, I'm so sorry that that happened to you and to any of you other Astro fans out there. I think my buddy Mark Young is now an Astro fan now that he lives in Texas. He may have adopted them as his club and let go of the Cubs or the White Sox or whomever he was a fan of when he was a youngster. Uh, or he might just be living his life because that's the way I don't see him on social media very often anymore these days because you know why? He married somebody who he loved and he and his, his kids are growing up and he went, hey, this is something I'm going to leave behind because I don't fucking need it. And that's the way it should be, folks. You should have a, a family or a life or a kid or a wife or somebody else that you care about. And then you should just leave social media behind. That's what I predict. No, that's not what I predict. That's what I state. That's right. That's where I plant my flag right now. Uh, in the spirit of giving uh, Mary Beth Kirk all the condolences we could possibly give her and saying her last name for thousands to hear, which is a huge mistake on my part, but yet I'm doing it. Here I am doing it. Uh, let's go the other route. Let's go all the way across the country. Let's go to our friend Joel Fowler in Washington, D.C. Now, that is a guy who, uh, who's who got to be crazy happy right now because his Nationals have brought home a World Series title. Now, I know Joel uh, mainly as a, as a Bullets fan, and that seems wrong. That's a, I mean, he's a Wizards fan. Hi, I'm the oldest man alive. I still said Washington Bullets. Although, honestly, they still should be the Washington Bullets. Fuck Wizards. Fuck Gandalf on your shirt. You should have the two outstretched hands with the basketball, and you should be the Washington Bullets. You should be Elvin Hayes. You should be Wes Unseld. You should be Kevin Porter. You should be the old school fucking Washington Bullets, and that's how it should be done for the rest of our goddamn lives. It shouldn't, it, there shouldn't be, nobody, fuck, don't tell me you can't name a team the Bullets. Because there's like, isn't there a team like there's a, there's other teams named uh, after weapons, right? Uh, isn't isn't there? I think it's isn't it Carolina Trebuchet? Isn't that a team? No, it's a hurricane. Well, hurricanes kill people too. Carolina hurricanes in fucking hockey that destroys the shit out of everything. Um, and honestly, really, every pretty pretty much every sport mascot could kill something. When you think of a Notre Dame Fighting Irish, there you're just you're in trouble. It's just a couple of guys with fucking bellies full of Jamesons and, and bloody knuckles coming after you. That's no that's no bueno for anybody. Uh, that's an Irish word, bueno. Um, I live out here. There's UFC Trojans. They'll run through you with a goddamn sword or they'll kick you into a pit like 300. Uh, there's the UCLA Bruins. Those are bears. They'll bite you in the middle of the night. Uh, I don't know if they're sneaky or if you're in their house. Well, if you're in a Bruin house, don't go to the Bruin house is my point. Don't ever go to, don't go to frat row in U, at UCLA down in Westwood. Oh, that's terrible. If they're not eating at fat cells late into the night, they might bite you because you're driving around because they're Bruins and Bruins bear their fangs. They come after you. Every mascot can kill you. So what are you doing changing the fucking bullets name, you dicks? Uh, it's infuriating. It just drives you crazy because you know what? The Washington Bullets is such a better name and they had such a much better uniform. Uh, but I don't know why I've gone off on this tangent. But anyway, when I was in D.C., uh, our great friend Joel Fowler, he brought me to a Washington game. He brought me to a Washington Wizards game. And uh, and, and that was when I, I yelled at George Murison. Hey, look, go back and get year fucking whatever, four. I don't even know which, which one it was. Uh, that was when I was doing the Kickstarter stuff. And I was on the road and doing comedy and on stage and being a productive member of fucking society. Um, but he took me out. We went. We had a, we had a little a, a tense dinner. 
and then we went out to a, a basketball game, which was totally fun. Uh, and, and Joel and I've had, uh, we've communicated back and forth. His wife just opened like a pet hospital. She's doing fucking really well for herself. Proud of him, proud of, the, proud of her, proud of their kids, proud of the bullets, proud of Phil Chenier, uh, who was another fucking old school bullet. Uh, so, so, but now he's a national fan. He's gotta be right. He lives in DC. So, I, and you're, I know what you're thinking to yourself. You're like, Mike, why wouldn't you congratulate him when the Capitals won the, the, the Stanley cup? Uh, cause who fucking cares? I mean, nobody cares about the Stanley cup unless the Blackhawks win. Nobody wants to hear any, who, who cause all right, you don't tune into the show to hear me congratulate the winning Washington capitals on their Stanley cup victory. What if you did? What was that kind of show? Hey folks, how you doing? Mike Schmidt, 40 year old boy podcast. First of all, first things first, let's talk about Alexander Ovechkin and the rest of the Stanley cup winning Washington capitals. Oh, let's do it. Nobody wants to hear that shit. Kuznetsov and those motherfuckers take a walk. Nobody wants to hear about fucking bad Russian hockey idiots. Um, Unless that's a band. Oh, I'd, I'd totally listen about bad Russian hockey idiots. That's a ba- You got to name that your punk band, right? The bad bu- Russian hockey idiots. Uh, who else did they have? Who's that little guy they got from the fucking blues who wound up winning? Uh, he scored some important goals. I don't know. I, I get it because I can't. Oh, Tony. No, I said Tony Twist. Tony Twist was a blues enforcer, but he's not in the Capitals. And he's also from like the 90s. Uh, <laughs> dudes, you have no idea how how despondent I am. With my lot in life these days, with my my fucking brain pan leaking all over the goddamn place, like, like if there was if there was a fucking jiffy lube for heads, I would pull in and just fucking lie there on the on the grates while they just drain my skull and put a new fucking fluid and made it work. What the fuck, man? Uh, such a such a drag. All right. Um. So so congratulations to our friend Joel Fowler, who I assume is a is a Nationals fan. If not, he's he's Nationals adjacent. And he lives out there and perhaps he'll get the rub from it and be all excited. And maybe it'll rub off on his bullets and who knows, maybe they will be champions as well. Uh, and, but hopefully not the Washington football team. Nobody wants the Redskins to win anything. At least, you know, who, you know, who really doesn't want to win Jay Silverheels. That guy's fucking like, no way. West Studi either. The two of them are like, fuck you Redskins. You're not winning a goddamn title. Not on our goddamn watch. Uh, although I tell you, I will say this. The Washington Redskins are such a garbage football team that when Jay Silverheels watches them, cries, can't help it. It's just involuntary. Tears just come running down his face. And uh, West Studi does not. West Bentley. God damn it. There it is. All right. Hi. <laughs> you know what? Okay. See, it's just I'm just an old car now. I'll turn over eventually. Eventually, I'll turn over. It's a lot of but then eventually vroom, we're riding through the streets of the goddamn West Bentley. And that works double because it's the goddamn car name. How about that? Uh, West Bentley's the fucking American beauty idiot. And and isn't uh, the, the girl Thora Birch? Oh, look at me knowing all the American beauty people now. Chris Cooper. Kevin Klein, Kevin Klein, no, Kevin Spacey, and of course, uh, uh, fucking Beatty's wife, Warren Beatty's wife, Annette Bening. Uh <laughs> dudes, what if this show, like for now, for, for the rest of eternity, is just me trying to remember shit, and, that, and, and doing that circuitous fucking Kevin Bacon nonsense, where I'm just, I name 10 different fucking names, <sighs> god damn it. But Thora Birch is naked in that movie, and I don't think she was 18. I think she's like 17 years old, and she's fucking taking off her shirt and her bra and all that kind of stuff, and Wes Bentley's across the way looking at her with that, uh, that fucking weird filmmaker face. But then Wes Bentley's a dude, like, he was in American Beauty, and then he went, he disappeared. I think he was in, like, four zombie or vampire movies or some shit. But then he was in American History, uh, or not American History, uh, American Horror Story, and uh, I, I only watched one season of that. That was when me and my ex were like, we should watch this, and then we did, and we, we it was weird. Like, we watched the hotel one. Okay, and the first episode of that season is fucking incredible because 
two scenes, two things that happened that are pretty amazing. And they set the fucking tone because, again, I didn't know anything about it. I everybody raved about it. And they're like, oh, it's spooky, scary. And it's also kind of sexy and all this weird stuff. So my ex and I are like, well, get it. Fucking tune this in. So we uh, we watched the first episode and there's a scene. Lady Gaga started in that one and Lady Gaga and a, and a, just a slab of beefcake. I didn't even know what the fucking guy's name was, but he just he just looked like the kind of guy that that uh, that, you know, doesn't hear no a lot. All right. Let's put it that way. So he he and Lady Gaga are supposedly they're they're lovers. And uh, and then they they get ready to go out. And then they go to uh, Hollywood Cemetery and they go see it like a movie uh, in the cemetery and they start flirting with another couple and then they bring them home and they have a fucking four way with this couple. And then, uh, look, spoiler alert, but it's fucking nine years old. Who cares? Uh, and then lady Gaga and this guy, they make eye contact and then they tear these two fucking people apart. They eat them. They like, they, they rip them up. They eat their blood. They're vampires or whatever the fuck. And they just basically chew the fuck out of them. They bite them. There's bl- and it's, and it's so stylish because it's done on, they're on a big giant bed with white satin sheets and, and all, everything's white, white, white pillows, white covers. And then, so of course the blood is very stylish. It's all over both of them. It's all over all the white sheets and stuff. Um, and, and the song they use is a song called, uh, tear you apart by she wants revenge, which if you don't know what it is, go listen to it immediately. I'll wait. I'm back. Uh, I know you didn't hear it in that amount of time, but still you should go ahead and check it out because it is, it is a badass song. Uh, and it fit this scene so fucking amazingly well because they're getting ready to it. And it's this fucking, and it's, and it says, I want to tear, I want to fucking tear you apart. That's the chorus. And then they do, they tear these two apart. So that scene alone, that's the opening scene of the season. And I looked at my ex and we're like, holy fuck. You know, like I'm just fucking rock hard waiting. Let's go. I'm like, I can't even watch this now. Let's go to work. Uh, but we tempered it down. We, we waited till later, but we watched the rest of the show. Uh, and then there's another scene where there's a guy who stays in the hotel and this hotel is like a spook hotel. So, uh, which is fitting because it is Halloween and I'll get to that in a few minutes, but, uh, but it's a spook hotel. So there's people staying there and, and, uh, crazy things are happening and there's like drug addicts and all sorts of nonsense. Kathy Bates is in the show, but, um, this dude winds up in the, in the fucking, I, I can't remember if he had a lady with him or what. All I, all I know is this dude gets raped by a mattress monster. And and that's not even an exaggeration. That's exactly what happens. Like a fucking monster, like monsters come out of the mattress and one of them has a fucking like a, a, a curly cone drill cock. Does that make any sense? Uh, he's got a, this thing's got a metal cock that looks like a twist cone. Like you ever get the, you know, vanilla, when you go to Foster's freeze or something, or go to Dairy Queen and you get a, they give you that little twist soft serve. It, it, it was a soft serve, uh, like cone cock but not soft at all and made out of metal. And it was all ridged and brutal. And uh, and then he just goes ass up on this fucking dude who's and face down. And then he just plows him with the fucking soft surd twisty cone cock. And you're like, holy Jesus Christ, is that brutal? Um, and that guy's not enjoying that, certainly. And there's mattress monsters. And he actually gets pulled, I believe, into the mattress, if I remember correctly. Like now, because now, and that's look, that's just insult to injury at that point. Because if you get fucking uh, railed by fucking soft serve twisty cone cock, and then they leave you alone. You get to check out of the hospital or the, out of the hotel. You're kind of like, ooh, well, I, you know, I'm never going to stay at that hotel again. I'd probably go to an emergency room at this point. Uh, but instead, they fucking lay them out and all that bad shit happens. And then they open up the fucking mattress and they pull them into the mattress. So you I, look, if they're, and I'm going to just say this, I'm going to throw this out there for you guys and everybody to hear. If, uh, if the mattress monster is willing to fucking rape you with soft serve twisty cone cock outside of the mattress, he comes out of the mattress to do this dirty business when he, he fucking brings out that shiny soft serve twisty cone cock and he's ready to fucking bury it in you balls deep. 
and uh, and you're face down, and that's not good. That's not pleasant for anybody. You're in a fucking mattress. You don't know what the fuck. And it's a strange hotel. You just you, look. You're on vacation. I don't. I don't care. <laughs> Where you're from, that's a bad vacation. That turns out terribly. So this fucking dude is face down and he gets fucking railed by a shiny, soft-serve, twisty cone cock. And again, if Mattress Monster comes out of the mattress to do that to you then, uh, what hidden horrors do you think lie in wait for you as you get pulled into Mattress where Mattress Monster himself lives? Now, I know you're probably thinking to yourself, well, look. Obviously, Mattress Monster doesn't shit where he eats. So if he's going to he's gonna rail you with a shiny, soft-serve, twisty cone cock outside of the mattress, when he brings you into the mattress, maybe now you're on safe ground. Maybe you're, now it's just that he just keeps you off to the, on the side and because uh, he wants somebody to talk to. He wants a friend. He wants a partner. Uh, thinking, I don't know, maybe you'll like Stockholm Syndrome and fall in love with soft-serve, twisty cone cock. I don't know. Maybe you will. Who knows? Uh, I've never had anything like that rammed up my ass, but I mean, perhaps maybe it's something and maybe he saw something in that guy. Maybe he was like, you know what? This looks like the guy. Maybe that mattress monster had been waiting for years and years for that specific guy to show up. Then he went, that looks like the kind of guy who's going to be in a shiny, soft-serve, twisty cone cock. And, uh, and then he jumped out and then he fucking railed him and then he brought him into the mattress with him. And now, you know what? Maybe they live together now and they're happy. Maybe they're happy. I don't want to cast aspersions on Mattress Monster and, and the junkie fucked. <laughs> Look, I never want to cast aspersions on any monster or the junkie that they banged. Seriously, that's if you want to, if you're if you're a junkie and you're getting fucking railed by a mattress monster, God love you. Good for both of you. I hope I hope somehow you wind up having a, a happy existence there in the mattress if, if that's what if that's what you want to do with your lives and i know look when you see the scene clearly the junkie has no choice in the matter it's not like he was like oh hello mattress monster what's that a soft serve twisty cone cock why of course i'd like you to impale my anus with it uh he's like looking at this guy and he's just going yeah uh because they just leap out and he gets held down and there's mattress hands and also mattress monster's got buddies because like a bunch of hands if i remember i right, come flying out of the mattress it's been a while since i've seen this and, and it, this is not a scene that you want to keep to, in memory. I have to be honest with you. This is the kind of thing that you kind of try to forget. You don't think to yourself, wow, I'm going to remember this scene forever. Uh, it's like, you know, even though the scene, in, like I told you about the scene in Oz where the fucking peaches and all that shit. Did I, hey, did I tell you guys I met Chuck Zito? Did I tell you that fucking story? It was fucking bananas. I must have told you this. If I didn't, because I'll tell you, this is another thing, an issue that I'm having these days. I forget uh, what I've told you guys because this is just a... Uh, at least in the old days, like Lily used to fucking have a, a legal pad and she would like fucking take notes of the name of the show. And I would kind of remember sort of what I said, but now I got no fucking clue. So then I'm like, oh man, cause I, mean, I there's a thing I'm going to tell you today. And it's, and I don't, I don't remember if I've told you guys this thing, but I'm going to tell you it. And, and if it's, if it's something you've heard before, you know what? So sit politely, just do that. I know it's a day late. Uh, and that's because my fucking brain is broken and I can't fucking figure it out. Um, but what was I? Who was, who was I? I was just telling you something. I was like, what are, "Oh, Chuck Zito, fuck!" All right, I've told you about the Oz scene many times. There's a scene in Oz. Oz is a show that was on HBO that featured a lot of rape and a lot of drugs and a lot of nonsense. It's and it's set in a jail, so it's uh, it's 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 not pleasant. And as I've mentioned many times, I watched every single episode of Oz. And then when it ended, I went, thank God that's over. Like I had to watch it because I was invested. But at the same time, it was the kind of show that I, that you endure. I was just so I got so roped into it and I got watch and to watch it. I couldn't bail on it because because the performances were amazing. Tons of great actors. Uh, Terry Kinney from fucking Steppenwolf was in it. Uh, it. It was just it was great. Really great actors all the way. But at the same time, they were doing and oh, uh, fucking uh, J.K. Simmons is in it. Who, who now has won an Oscar for Whiplash. 
and uh, and and I forget who played Beecher. I forget his that Matt Turgeson possibly, uh, and then of course Chris Maloney. I mean, there's just fucking amazing actors in this show, but they're all unfortunately naked and railing one another or killing one another and doing terrible things to one another. And it's just it's just uh, the guy who played Adam BC. I mean, they're just they're all fucking amazing actors, but they're doing terrible things. Um, so that that's a testament perhaps to how charismatic these actors were and how good they were at their gig. That you didn't mind watching them fucking each other and then selling each other drugs and killing each other with ground glass and food, whatever the fuck. So, uh, so I watched this fucking series and I endured it. And there was a guy the, the Italians ran the prison. They ran the kitchen. And, uh, this guy Shibetta was the, the head of the, of the prison. And then he winds up, like I said, they, you know, they kill him by putting, feeding him ground glass. And then his son comes in and he's, I think his name is Nino Shibetta. I think Nino might've been the main guy and Petey Shibetta might've been the kid. I don't fucking know. But, uh, but Chuck Zito was in the series, and Chuck Zito played Chucky Pancamo, and Chucky Pancamo was the muscle for the uh, for the Italians. So he was their main muscle guy. So once Shibetta dies, and then his kid takes over, they put out a hit on Adabisi, who's this guy who who's uh, African American guy, and he's uh, he's just kind of a guy who's really smart. And also he's vicious and cruel and mean, whatever. So they have the kitchen. So they're going to kill Adebisi. They put out a contract on Adebisi. And at one point, the guard, a guard, Adebisi is in the kitchen and he's working. And then he, he goes into this one pantry and there's Chuck Zito, Chucky Pancamo. And then behind him is Shibetta. And they're going to kill Adebisi. And I've told, I've talked about the scene millions of times and I won't bore you with it. But the bottom line is Adebisi craftiness uh, and sneakability uh, go ahead and leap into his life. And he, uh, he fights off Pancamo. He fights off Shibetta, knocks Pancamo out with a first, he hits him with a can opener. They hits him with a big giant bucket, industrial can size of cling or size, uh, industrial size can of cling peaches, smashes Pancamo in the head. He goes out unconscious and then he beats up Shibetta. He knocks him out. And then, uh, and then there's the scene and Anabisi's like, uh, you know, he survives the guard leaves. It's just him and these two uh, knocked out Italians. And so then he gets this, it's the, as I've mentioned many times before, it is the, it is one of the most terrifying things you will see in a, in a show or in a movie. Uh, Adebisi realizes like, you know, he knocks out Pancamo and he actually says, sit down. And I, I, sometimes I play video games on Twitch. You're not aware of that. And when I do play those, uh, whenever I kill anybody, I'm like, sit down. Like, I'm just, it's just this thing that I've adapted. And it's kind of from that, uh, because it's such a badass thing to say to a guy that you've just knocked out with a can of peaches. Oh, I'll tell you what, you know, if you've ever knocked anybody out with a can of fucking soup or a can of pears or a can of peaches or a can of fruit cocktail, a can of stewed tomatoes. Uh, a can of pumpkin pie filling. If you I guess if there's a big fight at the church social or at, at Goodwill, that's where you're gonna find most of that pumpkin pie filling. Um, if you ever smoke somebody with a can of anything, you knock them the fuck out. You just look at him and just go sit down, and that's what Adebisi says to to fucking Chuck Zito. He knocks him out. He's like sit down. And then he turns around and uh, and a light bulb goes off over, over his head. And I've said this on many shows, and I apologize again for repeating myself. But he uh, a light bulb goes off over his head, and he thinks to himself, because then he's because normally any normal human being is like, you know what, I gotta get out of here, man. Fucking Italians tried to kill me, so I fucking wiped them out. I better go get my guys, and I gotta warn them or whatever the fuck's coming next. No, uh, at a BC turns around and he he, he sees Shibetta on the floor, and Pancamo's on the floor, and. Uh, and and Shibetta is the new leader of the Italians, so uh, Adebisi makes a face, and he he literally you you almost see a terrifyingly disgusting, horrible light bulb go off over his his head, and he smiles and he makes this face like oh yeah I know what I'm gonna do, and he fucking grabs Shibetta and he throws him on the table 
and uh and he and he has his way with him he rapes Shibetta. All right. I'm just going to tell you that. And I don't, I look, I understand this is not a comfortable thing to talk about. Certainly in these, these very difficult times where uh, mattress monsters are raping just anybody at a hotel. Like, cause again, think about this. I understand how bad this is, how rough this is for you to hear right now. If you, at some point in the next few, like in the next week, in the next week or two, if you were going to stay in a hotel, now all you're going to think about is mattress monster with shiny soft serve cone cock or sorely cone cock, whatever the fuck you think he's going to fucking pop out. So now you're going to have to look, it was bad enough. And I warned you about bed bugs and you got to do that bed bug check. How do you check for mattress monster? I got no fucking clue, man. You just fucking put out a stake and hope he crawls out or you just, I, I just, because, uh, and again, unless you're into that sort of thing, if you're into fucking shiny soft serve twisty cone cock, then that's good for you. Okay, and I'm not, I'm not going to judge you. Go, go find a hotel where there's a mattress monster and fucking give it to you and give it to you hard. But uh, but now if you're just listening to this, you're like, oh, on a business trip, you're like, man, I got to stay in a hotel next week, Mike. Why the fuck are you doing this to me? You're fucking totally haunting me with the thoughts of fucking twisty cone cock. And I, and I, I, I hear you. Nobody wants fucking shiny soft serve twisty cone cock um, unless you do. Like I said, if you do good, I'm not judging you. God love you. Enjoy it. Take it in every orifice you can. But if you don't want it, now you're going to a hotel in two weeks. Now you're spooked to death. You don't even turn the lights out. You'd be like, holy fuck, I can't go to sleep in this joint. What if Mattress Monster shows up with a goddamn chrome crotch and he fucking rails me? Um, and and now even in and look what else I've added to the fire. I've thrown another a terra, log of terrifying things on the on this horrible fire I've built. What if you're going to jail in the next two weeks? Hey, now you're really fucking spinning. Now your head's fucking all over the place. You're like, wait a minute. What if I go to jail and, and, and say your last name is, say you're an Italian guy. Say, say you're like uh, Bonguzzi. What if you're fucking Claude Bonguzzi and you're off the fucking jail? You're like, holy shit, I'm going to get in with the Italians and then I'm going to get raped by Adebisi. And even worse about Adebisi fucking taking out Shibetta, here's what he does. Like I said, that face where he just goes like, ding, you're going to hear the noise, ding. Oh, I know what I'm going to do. And then he puts his fucking earbuds in. That's another thing. He puts his heads because he always has fucking ear, uh, like headphones on. That's his deal. He wears this little stocking cap and he has headphones around his neck and he puts the headphones on. And just yanks fucking Shibetta's pants down and then and it's bad. You see it. That's the thing. That's the worst part. Like, it's not like, and you hear Shibetta scream. It's just not, it's very bad. And I look, it's bad enough you have to hear it. And you know who I really feel bad for right now? Uh, other than Shibetta, honestly, and the junkie who wound up in the hotel. Uh, I feel bad for a Mary Beth, our friend Mary Beth, who had a tough week with the Astros. And now she's got to hear all of this terrible stuff happening. Perhaps what if she's going to a hotel? She's not going to be happy about that at all. She's already down in the dumps over the fucking Astros. And now she's got to think to herself, Jesus Christ, I hope I don't go to jail in the next nine days because like, what's going to happen? Fucking Adebisi and his headphones are going to be looking for me, holding a big can of fucking peaches. Uh... So that's so that's who Chuck Zito is. He was an actor in that. And also he's a, he was a former Hell's Angel. Uh, Chuck, Chuck Zito legitimately, I'm going to say this right now, and I, I don't I don't think I'm out of line for saying it. I'm telling it as it is. Chuck Zito has killed a man. I, I don't know if he was ever on trial for it. I don't know if he's ever been caught or confessed. But I will say at some point in his life, Chuck Zito killed somebody. Chuck Zito wound up, um, he like, he he was, he's just one of those dudes that's like, He's just walking testosterone. You know what I mean? Like, and, and you can see he's the kind of guy that like tough dudes would actually be like, yeah, oh, that's fucking Chuck Zito. Cause again, he was a legit hell's angel. He still is probably. Uh, and then he became an actor because that happens. Like, it's like when Seagal was like Mike Ovitz's fucking karate teacher. And then I'm sure Mike Ovitz is like, dude, you're kind of like tough and weird. Let's put you in a fucking movie. And then Seagal becomes Seagal. And now he's, you know, unfortunately he's ruined it by, by bloating up and, and looking like a fucking, uh, blueberry from Willy Wonka factory, but, but who knows fucking Aikido, <laughs> fucking Aikido blueberry. That's who he is. Uh, Violet, you're turning Violet, Violet. 
Uh, and please don't do that move where you do the duck under with the fucking clothesline on the guy because we've seen you do it a million times in goddamn slow motion. Uh, that's the best part of Above the Law. If you watch Above the Law with Seagal, which I actually saw in the theater like four times because it was so genius. Nico Toscani. I see. I, he better not go to jail. Him and Claude Bagaguzo or whatever the fuck I just said. Toscani and Bagaguzo. Uh, that's the new Tango and Cats. <laughs> Actually, that's what Tango and Cash was called in Italy when it was released. They released it here as Tango and Cash, but it was Toscani and Bogaguzo when they released it in Milan. Oh, just Kurt Russell and, and Sylvester Stallone walking through the prison and cracking wise as people threw flaming toilet paper at them uh, in Italy. Oh, Fangu. Uh, Toscani and Bogaguzo? What did I just fucking say? I don't know. I want to make that the name of the show. We'll see. Uh, all right. So the, um, the, oh, so Chuck Zito, he's a, he, he winds up being friends with like Hulk Hogan. You know, that, that he winds up running with wrestlers. He, he actually gets into WCW. He's just, he just gets a bunch of tough guy parts like Seagal did Seagal. You become adjacent to movie stars and then they all, they, they see that you're a tough guy or whatever. And like, I, cause I get that. I get that fucking thing sometimes where you're like, you, you, you find your because um, there's a great line. All right, I I, uh, I got to be careful how I say this. When when Charlie Murphy is telling his stories about uh, Rick James, there's a great line he says where he's like, uh, you know, I you know I I was with Eddie. He goes, but I lo- I loved hanging out with Rick because he was mad and he uses the N word. Uh, like like uh, he all right. I'm gonna say player, but imagine he says the N word. He goes, man, he was mad playerish. Um. Which, which I took to mean, certainly from the way he was telling the story, was that he was an aggressive, kind of a hardcore, uh, street ghetto-y guy. And, and because he was talking about how he liked, he liked the women and he liked drugs and he talked rude to women, he would smack them in the face. Like, and he, he, Eddie Murphy or Charlie Murphy was drawn to that. And I, I can see that because sometimes, you know, you just, and, and look, I'm, I'm not fucking tough or anything like that, but sometimes you just, there's, you know, you want to go watch a fight. Sometimes you want to be in that vibe. You want to be, you want to hang out at least. Uh, you know, certainly I did when I was younger, but but now who knows what I am now? I don't know. I'm a guy who sits in his apartment for 14 hours and that's not a lie. I literally today, uh, Jesus, I shouldn't even. Uh, I I sat, I stayed, I did nothing. I like, uh, this is because it's right now, this is Halloween. I'm telling you this story. Um, I just stared in my apartment. Like I, I, I turned my phone off. I've had my phone on all day, so I'm not dead. If you, by the way, if you're, if you're trying to get a hold of me, I apologize. I turned my phone off. I, because I, I don't. Uh, uh, all right, I'll do this real fast. Um, the show is supposed to come out Thursday morning, but because I didn't get it done on Wednesday, it became Thursday, and then I was embarrassed that the show wasn't out on Thursday, and so I wanted to get it done here on Thursday, and then I turned my phone off because I was embarrassed that I didn't get it done, and then, uh, and then I just kind of, and then I sat here paralyzed paralyzed and I don't know why because my brain is broken and I can't explain it. It's like, it's like I've forgotten how to do things. I've forgotten how to do this. And then of course I wind up talking and then I'm like, Oh, I didn't really forget. It's just that I just fucking won't, I won't let my hands go. I don't let my hands go. I don't fucking know why. So, uh, so Chuck Z is one of those dudes who, uh, he, he becomes when you're adjacent to that, when you hang out with guys, because, you know, uh, most of my, <laughs> this will sound ridiculous. I, I've, I've, I've talked about it even with Shannon, though, sometimes. Um, you know, I, I, have, I have kind of a, probably an inner meathead, I guess you'd call it. Uh, I like the UFC. I like fighting. Uh, I, I, I like aggressiveness. I, I, I like violence. I, I do. And I don't have any friends 
uh, who are like that. But you know why? Because I don't want any friends like that. I don't want any friends who like violence because then all of a sudden the two of us are in an alley somewhere and we're scrapping with fucking idiots. Nobody wants to fucking do that anymore. Uh, not that I ever did it in the past. I'm just, you know, I fought in clubs and shit like that, but never, I'm not, I'm not an idiot. I never went looking for trouble, but I never ran. <laughs> I never took no orders from no kind of man. Uh, I'm only made out of flesh, blood, and bone. But if you want to start a rumble, don't you try it all alone. Because I'm Mike Schmitz. My middle name is Misery or Glenn. Uh, <laughs> my friends are comedians. So, like, can you can you picture me and Pardo going to some going to, going to a fucking fight? Or a bar. Like I went with Gil Martin once in the UFC and that was totally fun. But Paul's still super chill and Paul ain't going to fight anybody. Um, and I don't want to fight anybody. That's the whole point. But it's just that there's there's like, all right, at the end of November, uh, I want to go see Slayer. Slayer's at the Forum in Englewood. It's their final show ever. They're retiring. The band is retiring because physically, Kerry King, uh, Tom Araya, they're, they're just, they're getting, they're old. And playing that kind of music is a is a fucking chore, man. But I want to go. Now, I don't want to be in the pit uh, because I'm old. Who the fuck knows what will happen? I'll get fucking kneecapped, whatever. Uh, I'm sh- and I'm sure the pit is a friendly pit, but I've been in the Slayer pit a couple of times and it, uh, it you know, it can get pretty fucking hairy. You know, I bounced it before and I was it was just like a fucking three and a half hour fight between Testament and Slayer. I've told that story by year one or whatever the fuck. But um. But then when I saw them on the Clash of the fucking, you know, or, no, Clash of the Titans. Yeah, Clash of the Titans, because it was fucking Megadeth and Anthrax and, and fucking and Slayer. Uh, that was that that show was fucking insane. And it was just this. I just and then I was with my buddy, Sam, who uh, another one who was just like he went kind of a, uh, the way I, the way I pitched it to my other friends as well. Like now the new guys, I pitched it to Pat. I wanted to see if Pat wanted to go. Um. Because, you know, they're music people they, and he's got a music pie. He's got rock solid. I said, listen, this is not look, I know you're this isn't your type of music, but you can go and it'll be sort of an anthropological experiment. Like like almost like you can be like the fucking uh, 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 what's her name? Diane Fossey. Is that her name? Uh, you're, you're out there in the fucking bush. And you're staring at what's going on. You're, you're, you're taking notes and you're trying to take a look at these people as they mosh and go crazy. Um you know, because he's he's been to metal shows, Pat. He's been to some, you know, he's going to Maiden and shit like that. But there's no pit at Maiden. You know, it's again, it's a bunch of older people. That, and I don't I don't give a fuck how old you are. There's going to be a pit at Slayer. I'm sure the whole fucking floor, the GA is going to be a giant fucking pit. And where am I sitting? I don't give a fuck if I'm in the last fucking row at the top. I don't care if I'm in the rafters. Like, literally, not even if they're like, hey, man, you can't have a seat. But you get got to sit, crouch up on a rafter up in the, and I'm like, fine, it's fine with me. I just want to watch it unfold. And uh, and not only is it Slayer, it's fucking Slayer, it's fucking Ministry, who I've never seen. It's Primus, who I've seen twice. And, uh, and it's Phil Anselmo's fucking Pantera knockoff bullshit, which, fine, I can deal with that just to hear walk. And uh, hopefully the badge. Um... But I, but I, it's all about seeing Slayer. It's Slayer, and it's their last time. And I've, like I said, I've seen him a few times. Um, but, but I, but Pat was just like, nope. And I'm like, come, on, dude, it's, it, it's, it's like an experiment. Like you can go and fucking see it. It'll be totally. And nope, nope. Like he's got, he's got no interest. And I asked, I think I asked Siegel, and he also, I don't think he was in town. Um, I don't think he gave me the hardcore. No, but I mean, but I mean, who am I going to ask? To go to Slayer because I mean, you know, Siegel's close because Siegel was a punk guy a million years ago, and and he might he might not be. Uh, I don't want to cast aspersions. He might not be afraid to do something like that. Like I, I just, and I'm not saying Pat's afraid, but Pat's just like, nah, man, no, I'm not. He, he, 
because he's not going to get in the pit. He doesn't want to be involved in that. And I totally get it. That makes sense. Uh, but you don't have to be in the pit. We'll sit at the fucking top row and you can watch it just to see the fucking floor surge and to be in the room where the fucking music courses through you. And then you're just, you want to throw fucking hands with everybody. God damn it. There's something to be said for that. And, uh, and he said, no. And so that's what I'm saying. Who am I going to ask? Pardo? Am I going to ask Chip? I mean, I'm not going to ask Chip. They, they wouldn't even let him in the building. They'll ask him at the door. I mean, anybody, if I haven't even called him Chip there, someone goes, your name's Chip? Out. Like Slayer won't allow a guy named Chip in to watch the fucking show. That's not happening. Uh, you know, my friends are respectable. You know, they're, they're grownups. They got families and shit like that. So they're not going to go watch Slayer with me. Uh, but, and, but also, and this is going to sound terrible and I don't mean to, cause I'm sure anybody who's out there who's lovely and is a Slayer fan, um, you know, there, I'm sure there's some fucking Hessian people and fucking denim jackets I can get to go, but I don't smoke weed and I don't have crazy long hair and all that kind of shit. The thing I'm, I'm attracted to the music and the violence. That's what I like. Uh, I, I don't know. It just, it's, I don't run with that kind of crowd, man. And, uh, and, and who am I going to throw it out to some guy on fucking Craigslist or trying to find a buddy. So then I was like, I'll go alone, you know, in my, in my, cause I don't give a fuck. I'm going, I'm going to this fucking show. They're playing two shows at the forum. Uh, I waited too long to get fucking tickets because tickets are now like 130 bucks, which is fucking insane. Um, but I, w- I want to go. I want to be in the fucking building. So, uh, so I'll figure it out. Hopefully tickets will go down by the time I get there, whatever the fuck. And I, and like I said, I, I want to go alone, but now, um, I'm going to have a friend in town and, and I, um, she booked her trip and she's going to be here for like a week. And then I, I, I was, uh, I, I was like, cool. That's going to be great. Uh, she's going to be here for Thanksgiving. And then I, it dawned on me that that, like after it was all booked and all squared away, uh, I realized that Slayer's that weekend. It's Thanksgiving weekend. It's the, it's the Friday and Saturday after Thanksgiving. And so I, you know, I reached out to my friend and I said, Hey, uh, all right, here's the thing. Uh, you know, while you're in town, um, if there's people you can visit on Saturday, then that's cool because Saturday I'm going to go, uh, to the Slayer show. I don't think it's anything you would want to go to. And she said, well, why wouldn't I want to go? And I said, uh, because it's evil and it's monsters and, and, you know, scary. And she's like, well, what do you mean? Well, I don't know much about them. Like, I don't know their music. And I said, all right. I, I said, I can make you a Spotify playlist of them. Uh, or you can Google them. You know, maybe there's some stuff. Maybe I'll send you a link or whatever. So I sent her a link to, uh, I just sent her one link that was filmed. Someone had a GoPro in the pit. And uh, I send her that, and then I send her a, a link to uh, Rain and Blood, which, I mean, that's, of course, that's Rain and Blood is the thing you have to, that's Slayer, okay? Um, there's a million other things, Dead Skin Mask and everything else, but but Raining Blood is the fucking, you know, that's fucking, yes. So, uh, so I sent her that link, and then she watched those, and I said, and look, I go, and it's also Ministry and Primus, so I sent her, there's a clip, I think I talked about it here on the show, there's a clip of, of, um, of, of ministry doing and uh, new world order in Los Angeles at the palladium from like 1996. And they released it as a live album. They released a bunch of them and you can find that on Spotify too. And it's just fucking dude, huh? Huh? Just fucking sirens and shit. And just fucking it's ministry. And I, I've never seen ministry. Cause I talked on here about ministry with the early songs about the fucking, you know, uh, every night is every day is Halloween and fucking work for love and shit like that. But then of course, then they turned into who they turned into and the fucking thieves, that song, Jesus, thieves, and liars. I want peace. Fuck it. Amazing. So, um, so I've never seen ministry. I, I, I really want to see them, but then primus is, you know, then primus and what a fuck. Come on. Just think of that show. Fucking primus ministry and slayer, even and add in the fact that it's slayers final fucking performance. Dudes, 
It's going to be fucking amazing. So I send her links and she's, she wrote me and she's like, uh, you know, I think I would like to go to this. And I'm like, great. Uh, because I, you know, I did ask, like, it was one of those things I do that sometimes where I'm like, yeah, you should do this. And she's like, yeah, okay. And then I go, nah, but I don't, I don't want to protect you. You know what I mean? And, and I, I, I know it's ridiculous. So then I tried to talk her out of it. Kind of like, well, look, if you got something else you can do, but maybe you don't want to do it or whatever. And she's like, no, I think, I think that would be really fun. And I'm like, all right, I, you know, I'll, I'll put, I said, well, don't make any decisions just yet because let me put together a playlist. You can hear it. But I mean, if she heard raining blood, she saw GoPro from the pit and she heard a ministry song that I like. And she's like, yeah, I'm in. Cause also she, cause I pitched it to her as like the anthropology deal. And then, and she said, yeah, like she was on board with it. And I have to admit, it was one of those things where I was like, yeah, okay, that'll be cool. And then I was like, no, this is not cool, man. You're going to bring a fucking woman to Slayer. What the, what the hell are you doing, man? Uh, and it, it just, so we're going to go. I mean, it's, it's just, uh, but it's so funny how I, I, I can't get any dudes to go, but then, but she's just like, yeah, I would be willing to do that. And I'm like, all right. I, and I, I do the thing where I'm like, listen, don't just go because you think it's something I want you to do. I'm not telling you, you got to go. I said, and plus you can, you know, if you want to just fucking stay at the house or whatever, that's totally fine. Or if you've got someone you can visit while you're here, or I, I, I go, I'm not, there's a movie place, whatever the fuck anything. And she's just like, because I'm trying to, I'm gently trying to go, Hey, look, you know, I don't, I just can't, if you break a rib, I'm never going to forgive myself. I'm just not. Cause it's that thing where I said I was going to go to the show and I'll be up in the fucking rafters. But at the same time, I know me and I know, you know, probably in the middle of ministry, I'm going to start getting the bug. And then when Slayer hits, I'm going to want to be in the fucking pit. And, uh, and, and I don't, I don't want to, but I do want to, but I mean, it's, it's just, but sometimes you go to those shows and you wind up seething, you know, it's not like. You're not watching James Taylor and singing Fire and Rain and having a fucking glass of Zinfandel or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? You're just you're you're drinking blood out of a skull and waiting for the next band to come out so you can fucking kill a baby. You know what I mean? That's what I'm fucking on board with. Uh, and she's lovely and she's just but she and she's, you know, yeah, I could go. I would totally do that. And I'm like, all right, cool. But there's that guy. There's, a, you know, and again, I also think it's very cool that she would be willing to want to go to something like that. But at the same time, it makes me just go, oh, man, because I because now look all, all night. All I'm going to be thinking about is, Oh, is she going to die? I can't have her die. That would be terrible. Especially on my watch. I took her to this fucking show and she died. Uh, cause, cause like it's bad enough. I'm worried about whether the fuck I'm going to die at those goddamn shows. Uh, and I'm not, and it's, I know I'm being overly silly and I know that kind of shit never happens, but it's the last show. It's a, who the fuck knows what happens. Slayer. You know what? Slayer could very, very easily. Cause it is their last show ever. And we know they have, they're great friends with the devil. They love Satan. He loves them. Um, they may have sold their souls for their careers, for all of their talent and all of their success. They may have given their souls to Satan with the, on the caveat, with the, with the fucking understanding, uh, that they would do their final show in Los Angeles and everybody who came was going to be sacrificed that night to the devil. I, and I, I'm just saying that's a possibility. I know it exists. Uh, I, I, I would not be shocked at all. If we went to the show, Primus ministry, Anselmo's garbage, whatever the fuck. And then th- uh, fucking slayers playing. And then all of a sudden just, just pig blood dumps from the ceiling on all of our heads and every door is fucking sealed. And then that's it. And then fucking Araya and Carrie King just float out above us. Just fucking hitting us with eye lasers, and all sorts of bullshit. And then William Katz furious and Travolta's dead. And who the fuck knows what happens. And then all the cutlery comes flying at all of our moms. And then a hand comes out of the rock pile. 
And see, that's the thing, man. I, I just, I could see that fucking happening and I can't in good conscience have this, this lovely young lady go and have this terrible thing happen to her. But yet I will, because again, I, it was my fault for asking cause I'm dumb. Cause I, and also because she was coming, like I knew about the show and then forgot about it and said, yeah, no, you should come. And, and she was coming anyway, uh, for Thanksgiving. But, um, cause we made, we, she wasn't coming anyway, but we made plans. She was like, when would be a good time to come? And I said, how about Thanksgiving? And I, and <laughs> foolishly forgetting that I was going to go lose my life in a carry driven situation by Slayer in a blood fucking driven stadium with the doors sealed for fuck's sake. Uh, and if I, again, if I go that way, it's a great story. That's a fantastic story. Cause I, if I tried to, if I escape somehow, if just, if just somehow they, they carry out and they fucking pig blood everybody and they kill everybody in the fucking building but i hide under the pile of bodies and then slayer you know they they descend to hell and all the souls of the dead are taken with them and if somehow i can sneak out of the building before satan takes a head count then i'm fine because they probably figure out all of the all the workers that are there and all the fucking seats they're gonna have a complete head count on the amount of souls that satan's gonna claim that night so if I could somehow hide under the pile of bodies and just bite my way out, that's right. I don't consider myself that I'm gonna have to get out. I'm gonna have to eat my way out of that place. I'm gonna be piled under bodies. I have to eat my way through all these fucking unbathed Hessians to get the fuck out of the forum before Satan does a head count and finds out he's been shorted. Uh, and I, 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 I can't very well be the stealthy escape artist who gets away from having his soul stolen by Satan. If I have a young lady to protect, that just seems like a terrible thing. Uh, and I don't mind it. I certainly don't mind protecting somebody and I want somebody to go, but at the same time in my head, I'm just like, cause it's, I've look, I've seen this look on somebody's face before when you take them where you're like, Hey, we should go to this. So I think, uh, didn't Karen go with me to that fucking, who was that? Lordy Lordy. That's who it was. That fucking band from, from, uh, where the fuck were they from Norway or whatever the, f- I don't even know. They were like, it was like Lordy is, is. Norwegian for Guar. It was one of those fucking bands. And, uh, and it was just, it wasn't, they weren't dangerous or anything, but they were just like this fucking, you know, operatic fucking weird metal with blood and costumes. And I had been steered, got a bump steer from a listener who was a great guy. He was the same guy who told me about rock sugar, if I remember right. And so I was like, all right, I'll take his, his musical fucking advice. And I possibly, or did I find out about, I don't even know how I found out about Lordy, but I went to see him at the fucking house of blues and it was just, uh, it was just grim. We're just like, whatever. And then I got to keep looking over at my wife at the time and just, and she's just like, oh yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? When you make somebody go do something, they don't want to fucking do. Um, so I, so I, I, and again, I don't have tickets yet. I really want to go see Slayer. Uh, and, and, uh, again, this, this, uh, lovely young woman's going to be in town and she's like, yeah, I'll go. That'd be awesome. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> you don't really think it's going to be awesome. Again, it's that thing where like I asked and she's like, okay, cool. And then I immediately regret it. Cause I want to talk her out of it. You know what I mean? Where I just want to go, Oh man, you can't like, you don't really want to do this because, and he, but, but again, here's why again, like I said, not for any fucking, like, I don't want to go with her, but it's just because in my brain, I, I can't imagine she would enjoy it. Like, I can't imagine she would like one second of it. Uh, and then also if, if it just turns into a fucking brawl, then I, and, and cause she's tiny. So, I mean, I could, I could probably throw her in my fucking pocket or something, or I could throw her on my fucking neck, like a stole. I can just do that and zip, zip through and get out of there. I'm not going to throw any punches. I'm just going to fight my way out of the building. Look, I don't want to dive in. I don't want to fight anymore. I'm an old man. I'm having enough trouble remembering shit now. You think after four punches to the head, I'm going to do a good podcast? I don't fucking think so. Uh, 
Uh, I got enough. My, my, my fucking brain's already slowed the fuck down. If I want up getting kicked in the head by somebody with Doc Martens at a fucking Slayer show, imagine how fucking hard it's going to be for me to pull anything out of my skull. You think I, yeah, I wouldn't even pull Wes Bentley at all. It took me, what, 12 minutes today, but then fucking Wes Bentley showed up. If I, if I go to a Slayer show and somebody does a fucking rumba on my fucking skull, that's going to be ridiculous. I'm never going to be able to pull Wes Bentley's name out of my fucking ass. Um, <laughs> all right, so... So, uh, I, I tend to gravitate sometimes. Like, I mean, I, you know me, I don't know what it means to be a man. I get no fucking idea what it means to be a man. I know there's part, there's parts of me that really like aggression and violence. I, I told Shannon about it. I was like, you know, when I was really happy when I was fighting and I mean, when I was training, like when I was doing jujitsu, when I was doing mixed martial arts, when I was fucking throwing punches and hitting shit, I really liked that. Uh, unfortunately you need money to train and shit like that. So, you know, and, and, and unless there's a fucking basement of a club that Lou lets you use, you know, then, then you're fine. But, uh, but I, but that was when, because then I felt, um, uh, like a man, I don't know how to fucking put it, but now like I can't even wear shoes in my own house. I'm wearing slippers right now. As I talk to you motherfuckers, I'm literally in boxer briefs and fucking slippers and a shirt. It's like, I, what a, what a fucking Swish! What happened to me, man? I used to wear shoes. I used to be a grown-up, and I—I I swear to God, I'm telling you, this is a real thing. Like I—I I, because I don't have shoes on, I don't like I don't go out. Like I don't do anything, even though I could put my shoes on to go out, absolutely. But in my brain, when I get in my house, I take my shoes off. I'm like Mr. Fucking Rogers, or all of a sudden I'm like, all right, man, I'm home now. Ding, 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 ding. Let's talk to the guy in the train right now and we'll go feed the fish and here comes Speedy McFeely and then we'll go in the kitchen and that'll be great. And there's Lady Elaine and fucking Meow Meow Kitty. And, and then like, yay, everybody's gentle and soft and nice. And that's fine. And I like that to a certain extent. But at the same time, when I'm alone doing it, I feel like the biggest fucking pussy in the world. Like I, I just, I almost wish someone would come to my heart and my house and just start trouble. So I could, I could just walk out and put a slipper in their ass. I know it sounds fucking crazy. I don't, I'm not... I'm not a nut. I'm not like a violent, crazy, aggressive guy, but I do tend to like that sort of thing. When I was and when I was in a controlled environment and fighting, training, and all that kind of shit, I really liked it. And I love watching fights, and I get fucking pumped up. Uh, but but and Slayer, Slayer will be fucking psychotic and possibly in the pit and having fun and physical. Um, but now at my own house, like I said, I don't even wear fucking shoes, and I feel like like just like a fucking. This frail old dude, like I need a fucking cane or some shit. You know what I mean? Like what is what happened to me, man? I need a coffee can with washers and bolts in my garage. What a fucking old dude I become. Oh, it's terrible. Like I need a hobby where I'm like building birdhouses or some shit. Uh that's why I've like I just it went south. What the fuck happened? I'm 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 just I I can only like I can eat half a pork chop and I got to put it in a baggie. Oh, old dude. Just, I used to be voracious and appetite and everything else. Like just fucking, yeah, let's fight and fucking eat and kill everything and just do some fucking crazy shit. And now I'm, I'm, I sit in my, I just in my apartment. Yeah. And again, I'm old and I look, I get this. It's, it, I, I pondered this shit forever where in my brain, I'm just like, is this just cause I'm old? Like, and also because I got old with nobody, you know what I mean? Where I have nobody like that, that I, I live with or that I love, or I, I guess is the way you'd put it. Um, you know, everybody else I know has families and kids and all that stuff. So they've, and they've, so they've turned that fucking switch off and, and that's fine. Even if they even had that fucking switch, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm alone like almost all the fucking time. 
Uh, I, and that's why I, I love going to the gym because I fucking work out with John. I talk to him. We talk fucking sports and we lift weights and I fucking yell. And then and there's another trainer there named Mariano. And we fucking, we talk UFC fights. We watch clips of fucking guys getting their heads kicked in and shit like that. And it's, I gravitate to that, man. I, I need it a lot fucking more in my life instead of just fucking sitting in my house in slippers. What the fuck? Jesus, God. And it's like, and it's, I know there's like, I have a Groupon for boxing that I bought like two years ago that I just keep renewing because it keeps expiring. Cause I'm like, ah, I'm too fat to go box. I'm too fat to go box. And also you're not hitting anything at this boxing. You know what I mean? It's going to be, it's like, I think it's like, even though it's with fucking terrible Terry Norris, who was the fucking heavyweight champion of the world, but I'm going to go to terrible Terry Norris's garage. And then what? And shadow box and hit it and hit I don't even think you hit the bag. I think it's just, they do that thing where they put on like fucking jazzercise music and you dance around and throw fake air punches. Jesus Christ. They can't do that. I, but 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 I got it. I got to do something. I got to throw punches at something, even if it's the air and terrible turn. Maybe I maybe I mix it up with Norris. Maybe I call him out when I go to his house, I'm like fucking fighting a guy in the dojo. You try to take him out. What if I take out Norris and then I run the fucking school? There you go. Maybe that's the plan. Uh, I don't know who I am anymore. I really don't. I don't. I don't have any insight as to who I am or what I've become or what I'm going to be. I don't fucking know, and it throws me off because I I. I know what I want to be. I know what I want to do. I know that there's plans. And then, and like I said, I just wind up in this fucking grave where I'm just staring up at a pinhole of light and hoping to climb the fuck out at some point, but I can't because my fucking slippers won't catch traction on the side of the earth. Fucking slippers and shorts and, and t-shirt. What am I doing? And I mean, I don't want to wear a suit of armor or anything, but it just, it just seems so fucking twee i wear slippers and even worse like i'm wearing socks with slippers right now you know why because it's a little chilly in my house oh man oh what a fucking grandpa what a wrinkle factory i've become jesus fuck and i just and i just like i said, i made the crack last week that i was eating myself to death and people wrote me and they're like hey are you all right and i'm like yeah but it would sort of like it but also because I, I i've talked to shannon about this too where i'm like you know what there's part of me that wants to go out and run, just go out and run and fucking tackle somebody and just fucking have fun and goof around and play football. Throw it. When I was in Toronto, I hung out with my buddy, Ken, Ken was up there and we threw the football before the Iron Maiden concert. I, I felt I, I could have floated out of that parking lot. I was so fucking happy to play catch with somebody. And I know that sounds like so fucking ridiculous and like, oh, boo hoo. But it was like he had a football and I was like, hey, let's throw the football around. You want to do that? He's like, yeah. So we threw the football around in the parking lot. And just, just to be able to throw a football with somebody, I just, I, I, it, it, it made me so goddamn happy. And then we went and saw Iron Maiden, you know what I mean? It was just fun because, and I've talked about this before when I go to Canada, you know, Ken's a cop. So he's like a guy. So it's like hanging out with a, a dude, you know, and I, I, I kind of like that, uh, which I'm sure that makes me sound like half a fucking bitch. And I don't mean for it to, I'm just like, but it just, I, I gravitate to aggressiveness or fucking, you know, I, I, uh, cause again, you hear me on this fucking show. I mean, I look, I, I respect everybody. I love everyone. Everyone's terrific. But at the same time, there's, there's, there's I, I'm half a fucking meathead. Like I said, I used to pitch the show to people. I said, it was gleeful jag off. That's what it was. It's, it's a guy who's done a bunch of fucking ridiculous shit and he's happy telling you about it. But unfortunately now I've stopped doing ridiculous shit. So then I fucking, I, I, I'm wearing slippers and sitting in a fucking, and this is the way I felt too when I was with my ex. Cause I would go to her house. I would stay at her house for like a week and she'd go to work and then I'd be in her house in a pair of slippers 
And and then and she'd get home from work and I'd I'd, I'd cook and I look I loved doting because I loved cooking shit I'd fill the fucking slow cooker I made tortilla fucking soup I made fucking pulled bar, no carnitas I made and I loved when she would walk in and I could be like oh man I made dinner it was fucking awesome and uh but but at the same fucking time I have to be honest like I uh, and whatever this is the weirdness of that where like I if I didn't meet her at the door she'd get like weird. Uh, whatever the fuck, I don't want to get into that fucking bullshit. But the point is, like, so then I then I started meeting her at the door in a pair of slippers. Hi, like I I made dinner. Hi, uh, and you know, and I I felt like such a fucking ninny. It was like it was, you know, because I I I look, I I love showing love, and I love and I wanted to be present and all that kind of stuff. But that thing where I had to like shuffle, because when you know when you walk, this is the worst. When you walk on a linoleum floor with slippers, that noise. Like I probably listen. Like you can probably hear that now because I'm, I'm, you know, I have one of those rolly things on my desk with the fucking chair. And so when you're walking, cause you can't, when you walk in slippers, it's like, you ever see a dog with socks on and he's fucking walking around and he doesn't know what the fuck to do with himself. And he's got a staggering all over the goddamn place. Well, that's kind of like a slippers. You can't, I mean, you can shuffle. Remember Johnny shuffles who lived in my fucking apartment complex. He would just shuffle across the fucking, he never picked his feet up when he walked. And I told you about that. There's that big fat dude who lives in my fucking building now. And he fucking re- and he's a, he's just wearing fucking Crocs or slippers or not not even not even Crocs, um, Crocs and sandals, not slippers. He's wearing sandals, but but I can't make fun of a guy in sandals because I'm sitting here wearing fucking slippers. Jesus, fucking I'm father knows fucking best. So, but you hear that shuffle, that noise. Like when you walk in the linoleum floor, you have to walk like that in slippers because you don't you don't pick your feet up when you're wearing slippers because they're slip offs. Like they're, you know, because literally these slippers that I have, they don't have a back. So like you slip your feet into them, oh, just and then you're just now you're not, not even wearing really anything. Then I just got foot coverings on. These are they're, they're the truest slippers you could ever imagine because I literally slip my feet into them. It's not like I have to pull the back on so it holds onto the heel. No, you have to walk a certain way so they don't fly off your feet while you're walking. And then you're like fucking Johnny Yoon and some fucking they call me Bruce movie where you're throwing goddamn kicks and your shoes are flying the fuck off. Fuck that, man. Even if you're just walking like a normal person, you, you have to do this thing where you. You know what? This is even more emasculating. You're walking in these fucking slippers and you have to walk a certain way where you point your toe so your fucking your slipper doesn't fall off. So then you're half a goddamn ballerina. You're already not wearing man shoes and now you got to be a fucking ballerina. So now I'm, I'm fucking spinning around like goddamn Ansel Adams. Isn't he a dancer or is he a fucking, no, is he a good photographer? Who am I thinking of? Alvin Ailey. That's who I'm thinking of. Some double A motherfucker. You know what? I feel like Alvin Adams from the Phoenix Suns in the 70s. I walk like him, that motherfucker, with his big white fucking giant Herman Munster head. Oh, anybody with a double A. That's who I'm fucking, I, I, I'm Arn Anderson. That's who I want to be. One of the brain busters. Me and Tully Blanchard will come to your house and give you a gut buster suplex. That's when I'm on board. But instead, I'm Alvin Ailey. So I'm doing a fucking pointed toe dancing around trying to make sure my slipper doesn't slip off. And what? Oh, I step on a rock. Ow, Jesus Christ. What happened to me? I used to be somebody. God damn it. (sighs) I sit in my apartment and stew. I fucking stew like this. That's all I do is stew, man. (laughs) Stew. All right. Um... So that's what I mean. I don't have any more testosterone left in my fucking body. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. I'm just, I'm just like a, I, I, I'm just, I, and I don't mind being gentle. I like being gentle. I like that. I like being a nice guy. I'm friendly to people, but there, but there is part of me that wants to put my fist through a wall some fucking times. And I know that's just dumb. That's just this weird masculinity bullshit that I've made up in my fucking head. I don't even know. I don't even know what it means. (laughs) So when I was talking about going to Slayer, I'm like, yeah, man, it's, you know, I'll make, you know, who knows, man, that could be fucking crazy. It's just going to be, it's going to be at least cathartic. 
Um, but now I'm bringing a date. <laughs> and and I and that's awesome. I like I I really want to spend time with her, but it just it's just such an incongruous place to bring a date. And it it and let's put it this way: in my brain, I even was like, I wonder what kind of story will happen at the fucking Slayer show. And now I'm like, oh man, no story's gonna be good at the Slayer show if I gotta bring a lady because now she's gonna have something fucking terrible happen to her. She's gonna get killed by a fucking a decord, and I'm gonna be like, oh no, some aggressive decord just fucking broke right through her chest cavity. Now I gotta rush her to the goddamn hospital. That's terrible. Slayer's music isn't for delicate ladies, and she and she's a wisp of a lass, and and she's lovely. But I I just I to to fucking expose her to that fucking sonic attack it just seems like a bad idea but uh i'm i'm in but i i just i <laughs> and again like i said it's my it's it's uh, i don't know what i want i don't i don't know what i want out of life or anything else for fuck's sake but i have i have a lot of that fucking like i i just i can't it's I and it's not even about being a pussy, but it's just it's just you feel like it. You feel like it half the fucking time when I don't get shit done or I don't do stuff the right way. Or, I mean, look, I'm mad enough at my fucking self or whatever the fuck I've on a bet at 52. But then to just to be it's and look, I know it's midlife bullshit. I get it, man. I understand it completely. It's midlife bullshit. Uh, it, it's you, you want to fucking plant your flag again and be a guy or whatever the fuck or, or, or any of that's And then, and this is all stuff I loved growing up anyway. Like I said, aggressive, mean football fucking and, and slayer and all that. Cause I mean, I don't, you know, I don't, none of my friends like sports. None of my friends do any of that. Shit. It's just, it, you know, my friends back home do, but they're all fucking back home. And then they're all even, you know, they even got kids and shit like that. Uh, you know, and, and also like, like I can't. I, I, all right, I'm sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm not even ahead of myself. I'm just fucking talking about shit that doesn't matter. I'm talking in goddamn circles here. That's the, see, this is the perils. Again, I'm having a show about your fucking life. And when your life is careening off the fucking tracks and you wind up trying to talk about the fucking thing and you're just like, oh man, is this making any fucking sense to anybody? I don't even know. And in my brain, I'm like, like there's, there was a TV show called Men of a Certain Age. And uh, I didn't watch it. And it was like, uh, it was fucking Ray Romano and, uh, and uh, Andre Brower from Homicide. And a uh, third guy, I don't know who the fuck it was. And when I saw the trailer and I talked to Pardo about it, he's like, you would like this show. And I saw the trailer and I was kind of like, Jesus Christ, that that's, that looks like something. Yeah, I mean, it, it looks like it would have spoken to me. I mean, I didn't fucking see it, though. Of course not. Why would I do that? I'm too busy watching people make cakes. I literally watched the Halloween baking championship this week. <laughs> see, because that's the thing. Look, man, part of me was a fist. Part of me is a flower. I'm, I, that's me. I'm a fist and a flower. And I know you're thinking to yourself, you're like, well, yeah, Mike, but you know, they, you don't have to be, oh, no, no, fuck that. I know exactly who I am, I, but I don't. That's the thing. I'm confused. Jesus, fuck. But yeah, I, I just, uh, I, 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 I like being a, a, a nice guy and a gentle person and all that stuff, but there are there, but there does live, there is, there is a pilot light inside of me that still is, is fucking lit and it, and it makes you want to run through a fucking wall. You know, and it and it manifests itself in, in just and that's the thing is you keep it you keep it you keep it holstered and because again you can't in polite society you can't act like a fucking maniac, uh, and I don't want to be a fucking maniac. Like I said, I, I used to tell these stories early in the fucking show, and I'd fight at the fucking post office or I'd fight in a fucking grocery store, and I'm like, you know what? I don't want to be that fucking guy. Uh, it just happened, but it was that thing where when you keep it on the leash so fucking long, and then it just fucking bursts out. 
when somebody acts the fucking fool. Um, I, I should just tell this fucking story. You know, I, I, this is what I, what I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to tell this, but why not? I didn't fucking talk about it on here yet. Oh, so wait, let me finish fucking Chuck Zito. So, um, Chuck Zito's a roughhouser. That's who he is. He's a hell's angel guy. He's a fucking tough guy. And he just has that vibe about him where he's just, he's just, uh, you can see on, on his interviews and shows like that, that, that he is, uh, I don't want to say a guy's guy or a man's man, but I would say that he is, he's a legit tough guy and someone that as a man, you might want to fucking hang out with. And so, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've always liked him and everything he's been in. And now look, I don't know. He might've punched a woman. Don't come at me with facts. I don't want to fucking know about Zito. Cause again, he was a hell's angel. I'm guaranteeing he killed somebody. All right. I'm sure he's, he's that guy. Um, I'm not excusing everything the guy ever did in his life. All I know is that he has that, you know, from the projects I've seen him in, he seems like you're like, oh yeah, that's what a man is. You know what I mean? Because I, I, I told you, I don't even know what a fucking man is. And I know a man can change diapers and a man can be totally sweet and bring you flowers. And again, a man can wear slippers and make fucking pork carnitas. I know those things. But at the same time, there's something to be said about a man who can fucking kill a guy and get rid of a body with you. You know what I mean? There's something to be said about a man who will hit you in the fucking mouth with a whiskey bottle if you fucking talk shit. And I know I don't want to be hanging out with those dudes. And I've never been that guy. But you, but there's, but there's something kinetic about being around that guy or being in that kind of a group or being in that kind of a situation. I've talked about it before. I get no fucking gang fight at a movie theater. There's fucking 30 people throwing punches. I'm just running around hitting people. It's fucking gorgeous. Um, that lives inside me still, even though I'm old and, and fucking ruined, (laughs) uh, that's still there, man. And I, I wish I was fighting. I wish I was wrestling. I wish I was punching things. I wish I was doing all that kind of shit. Lifting is fine. I lift three times a week, uh, but I should go running. I should go. I should just, I should try to make myself a fucking weapon. You know what I mean? Because I, I know that sounds ridiculous, but that does pop into my fucking head. Like I said to John, I asked John when we were lifting, I go, hey, can I hit pads? Like if I brought in my fucking MMA gloves and shit, would you hold pads for me? He's like, nope. And I'm like, dude, come on. Because Mariano, he's another trainer. Like I said, he holds pads for people and stuff. And Richard used to hold pads for me. And I would fucking, the whole gym would fucking stop. Because I would throw fucking heavy leg kicks and it would, it would fucking ring through the whole fucking gym. And people would look at me like, Jesus Christ. Because I was an animal. Back then I was a fucking animal. And I loved it. Because uh, I was doing the MMA training like fucking twice a week along with lifting three times a week and doing fucking cardio. And I got to, I was, I was a fucking weapon. There was something that said, something to be said, because again, I had been soft for so fucking long, man. I was angry and shit, but also I was a 500 pound behemoth. I was a goddamn monster. But then I cut that weight in half and I was fucking rolling at the goddamn gym and I felt fucking amazing, man. It was fucking awesome. Just carved out of fucking wood. Like I said, suit of armor wrapped in baloney. Well, now I've, I've gone back, you know, I, and look, I'll just tell you this. Why not? You know, uh, July 1st was the last time I weighed in. We've talked this year was supposed to be a big changing year. And I had lost 27 pounds from January 1st to July 1st. I haven't been on a scale since, you know why? Cause I guarantee you, I put it back on and probably more. I can tell by the way I feel, by the way I stand up by the way I walk. Um, I don't know why. I don't know what the fuck happened. I don't know how all my momentum out of the way. I know it, I went in August. I went to Canada for a couple of weeks, stopped lifting. Then when I came home. Uh, I met a mod. I only went to the gym like once and then I kind of scotched it. We went out of bounds with Chicago. Uh, and I just, and I just, I just gave myself permission to fuck up again, again. And I know you're tired of hearing it. It's been fucking 12 years. Yes, I know. But I did. I gave myself permission to just fucking go. Ah, yeah, who cares? Whatever. It's fine. You're fine. And then, and then, and then stepped it up. And then you get, because again, here's how it works. And you all know this and I'll tell you it again. Then you get into that fucking spiral. 
And uh, and then you go, ah, man, I fucked this up. Well, I might as well just really fuck this up. And then he spent two weeks eating a fucking like a, I, I think I ate a loaf of bread a day. Like it was like I just started eating toast, buttered fucking toast and fucking chocolate bars and noodles and shit, fucking macaroni and cheese and fucking. And there's a I found a Chinese joint by my house and I and I literally ordered it from like every day I was getting I w- at night. I would get soup dumplings and a fucking they make this this uh, chili oil chicken fried rice. But I would substitute shrimp in there for it, so I would just get shrimp instead of chicken, and then I would get uh, and I would get soup dumplings, and I would come home and I would just put all the soup dumplings in a bowl and cover it in rice, and just shovel that in my mouth, because I'm a fucking animal, man. What the fuck? And I and I just and that's and look, I know I've been talking to Shannon about it recently, and and so that's we're uh, I don't know, man. You just you just fucking you hide, you hide behind that, and you hide behind habits, and that's those are habits that have been comfortable for me. You know, just fucking burying myself in a bowl of fucking noodles and a loaf of goddamn bread. And, and it just, and I, we've, I've talked about it every week and I know you're tired of hearing me fucking bring it up. I'm just finding a very hard time defeating it in the past. I've done it. I've done it many times in the past. I'm like, all right, man, well, it's time to get your shit together and let's just fucking do this. And, uh, you know, I'd rather eat pussy than candy and all that shit. We all know this. And, and yet, and yet, um, it's getting harder. Like I said, it's getting harder where all of a sudden you, I do that thing where I'm like, well, I mean, would it be really a tragic thing if I just fucking hung out in my house and did nothing and ate? Um, because I don't care enough about myself. As I've talked about here before, I've discovered with Shannon, whatever the fuck, I'm learning things about me. But that's the thing is, you know things about yourself. You got to fix them. You got to take care of it. Uh, but yeah, I ate fucking noodles and fucking and chocolate and fucking chips and fucking garbage. Just garbage. Just garbage. And I, And the reason I do it is because it's it's... It's, it's, I don't want to get into all the fucking reasons, but I will tell you this. I definitely do it as a way to avoid doing work. I'll be, I'll be ready to do this show or I'll be ready to write something. Or I'll be ready to fucking do stuff. And I'll just go, ah, yeah, I'll eat something first. And I, it's, I'm not even hungry. And like I said, it'll be two pieces of toast and then two more pieces of toast and two more. I'm, and all of a sudden I'm just mowed through a fucking loaf of bread in two hours. Who's eating a loaf of bread in two hours? What am I, a duck? What the fuck, man? Holy shit. What a fucking animal I am. Again, because that's the weirdest shit. Like if you're eating meals, then it's a great, you know, then it's, a, it's like, hey, I had some turkey breast and some stuffing and some potatoes. That's fine. I had some, gr- you know, green vegetable, whatever the fuck. That's fine. If you're having a meal, that's fine. But if you're just, you know what? I'm going to eat a bag of fucking potato chips and a loaf of bread. <laughs> Who the fuck are you, man? What? Well, like I said, I'm just a fucking duck at that point. I'm just, I'm just fucking bread and butter, whole stick of butter. What the fuck, man? And, uh. And then it makes me not want to talk to you guys. I know it sounds ridiculous because I know because then I know, you know, I know I, I don't have any good news, man. Oh, guess what? I fucked up again. You want to fucking hear that? No, you don't. But yet here I come. How are you doing? I looked at the fucking fat haters going to hate meme. Do do do. Just whistling and walking to the microphone. Guess what happened again? Da, 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 da. It's the show that repeats 12 years later. We're doing the same thing we did in year three. Uh, you would think there would be a fucking way to fix it. Fix my brain. Fix my gigantic brain. Oh, I can't resist. I must not be the brain. Uh, but yet, and yet, here we are. And I tell you about it again. And uh, and you don't want to fucking hear it, but maybe you do, but you're all very nice. And people were very nice. They reached out last week. Because last week I got I got it a fucking snit. Again, same thing. I hid in my apartment for fucking seven days and did nothing. I ate noodles for seven fucking days. And, uh, and then people were very nice. They reached out and they texted me. And they're like, hey, man. You know, I care. Everybody cares. Hey, man, you're cool. Hey, man, don't worry about it. Hey, it's fine. 
uh, and people are very cool. And yet you're not going to be there. If I just keep happens every fucking week, if it keeps happening every fucking week, you're going to bail. And I, and then it's that self-fulfilling prophecy. Cause then I tell myself that on Wednesday, I'm like, Oh man, you got to do a fucking show. Everybody's going to leave. Or fuck. And then it gets to be Thursday. And then I'm fucking just stare. Uh, I'm not kidding you. I sat in the dark today. I sat in the dark in my apartment, 14 fucking hours. Cause I, I woke up this morning at fucking 10 and, uh, and then I, I, I literally sat in the dark. I turned my phone off. Um, I didn't leave. I didn't go out. I, I, I didn't do anything. I fucking sat in my house and ate toast. And, uh, I, I had toast to eat. And what else did I, what else did I eat today? Oh, I bought ravioli. So more noodles. So I had a bag of frozen ravioli. I had a loaf of bread today. I had a bag of fucking chips and two chocolate bars. Cause I was like, all right, I'm, I'm fine. I got my supplies. I don't have to fucking go anywhere. Jesus Christ. Just, just this, it's just become incredibly difficult for me to shake this white flag of a life. And I, and I, look, I know I hit the skids like three years ago. I know I did. I mean, my, my, I, I had a fucking breakup that knocked my goddamn dick in the fucking dirt. And, uh, and, and honestly, the whole relationship had already knocked my dick in the fucking dirt, but the breakup has been, it was so fucking hard. And I know you don't want to hear it. Nobody cares. Um, <laughs> But, but it's, and so, but then you get over it. You just do, you just move on. You live your life. But then you, I, I, then you get mad at yourself. I'm mad at myself. I'm mad at myself for spiraling. I'm mad at myself for winding up back in this fucking situation again. And again, also, because I'm, I'm, here's what makes me more mad. Listen to this. As I click this pen, uh, I'm mad that I got to tell you about it. I'm mad that you want to hear me do a funny fucking show. And then it's me again with fucking 40 violins behind me whining about this goddamn shit. Nobody wants to fucking hear it. And you're all going to be very nice again. You're going to reach out and, 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 and you're very cool about it. Uh, I, I don't, I don't. And then in, in my brain, I get him. Then I'm embarrassed that you have to do that. <laughs> I, I, and it's just, it's ludicrous, man. You can't fucking win. I can't fucking win. None of us can fucking win. Nobody can goddamn win. Um, but I, but, and that's, it's the mantra we've had from the beginning of this fucking show. I know what I got to do. I just got to do it. I talked to Shannon about it. You know, I'll, I'll float out of there. I'm like, ah, I'm, you know what? Here I am. I'm ready to go. Let's do it. Let's get some stuff done. And then, nope, I'm, I'm on the fucking couch eating toast, staring, looking, burying myself on a computer screen. I talked about it last week. And it's funny. Siegel reached out to me. My buddy Siegel's like, he, he just goes, dude, delete Twitter from your fucking phone. Delete Twitter from your phone. Read the book I gave you and watch the fucking book. Cause he gave me a, he gave me, um, I told you I have a stack of books to read. Like I talked about that Irish book, but I have like Dogtown and Z Boys, which which he loaned me the the DVD, and also uh, a punk book called Please Kill Me. He gave it to me fucking four months ago, and he texted me and he's just like, "Hey motherfucker, delete Twitter from your phone. Just fucking read the book I gave you and watch the movie and avoid fucking screens. Just get away from it." And he's right. And I wrote to him and I laughed and I said, "Yeah, no kidding, dude." And he goes, "I'm giving you to poker, which is next fucking Thursday. So now I get Thursday until Thursday to read a book." And I'm like, eh. "Um." But then, but I, and then I put myself and I, cause he's not wrong. He's not fucking wrong. And then I'm like, and he told me that last week. So then I, what did I do? I fucking, I literally, I, I fucking skated through this week and didn't read the book. I could have, I could have just done that. I could just, if I could just grab the reins on it and make it fucking work. I got this boxing thing. I paid for it. Just go. But in my head, here's, this is totally the way it works. I'm like, ah, I'm too fat to go box now. I got to lose weight in order to go box so I can get all the value I can get out of it. It's just an excuse not to fucking go. Dude, I am a goddamn excuse factory. It's ridiculous. I, I will talk everybody out of everything. Um, 
And and you know what? Again, the thing that's fucking so stupid about that is I'm I'm excited. I talked about this being the year of I will. I said 2020 would be the year of I will and all that shit. And I am excited. I'm going to Ireland and I, I'm, I'm going to do shows there. This t-shirt thing I told you about, I'm, I'm excited. There is shit to fucking be happy about. There's stuff that's coming that's exciting. But I, I do this thing where, I, and, and, but also then I sit here and I go, man, I like, because they fucking, they, uh, whatever the fuck it, it it's, it's life. It's just life. And, and sometimes you're in fucking three feet of water and sometimes you're in 10 feet of water and you're kicking and you're bouncing off the bottom and you're trying to keep your head above it and you do it. I do it. We all do it. Everybody fucking does it. But I'm, I'm supposed to be the guy telling you fucking stories and laughing. And, and you know, you don't want to hear about that when you've got the same shit going on. You're, you were all, we're all bobbing in the fucking same water. Uh, and, and some of us are in deeper water than others, man, but you don't want to hear me telling you about my deep water. When you've got deep water or your kid has deep water, or your wife's got deep water, or your brother's got the, everybody's got deep water. They're fucking dealing with. We all got thrown into the fucking deep end. It's how you get out of it or how you fucking make the most of it. And you don't want to hear me whining about being in the fucking deep end, especially when half my fucking job is talking to you guys. So, so then I, I say, well, then, uh, and then that, that, that fucking paralyzes me when I sit down in front of a microphone and, and look, I, I know, I know some of you were hearing this and just going, ah, what the fuck you just talk. I mean, Max says that to me all the time. He goes, dude, you talk. How hard is that? It's like, I, I, I wish I could explain it to you. <laughs> I, re- I really wish I could. It's not hard as it was witnessed by the fact that here we are just fucking talking. And, and this is a show I avoided doing and avoided doing all day today. I sat in the fucking literally dark apartment and I'm not even joking. The sun went down about six 30. I didn't turn a fucking light on until fucking midnight. I had just the light of the laptop on my face, phone off, staring silence. And, uh, and, and I'm making it hard. I recognize that I'm making it harder than it should be, but because I don't want to share with you more failure. And, and you know, I, I, I sound like Howard Beale now and I, I don't mean to, and you've all got your own challenges. You know, I, I have, I have friends who've had loved ones die. I've had friends who, who are, are, are dealing with the anniversaries of people's deaths. I've had, I've had people who've who have lives that they are powering through and I respect them for it and I admire them for it. And, and, and they don't want to hear me talk about how hard it is to power through my fucking life. I get that. So then in my brain, I go, well, what, what, what different angle could you possibly bring today? What what could you do? What could you do this week other than alienate people by telling them how hard it is to do your life now? And it's because you know what? I'm here because of me. I recognize that completely. I'm I'm not boohooing the fucking world. I'm not like, oh, the government or all oh, this or all oh, the fucking forces have aligned against me. No, this is my fucking fault. That makes it even harder. You know, I thought I'd be so much more by now. And I've talked about that. It's been a theme throughout this fucking show. It's the theme of the fucking success is not an option tours shows. It's the theme of this. I thought I'd be more. But you know who that's, you know whose fault it is? Mine. And... And I, you know, I talk to people and I read stuff and they're like, you got to forgive yourself. You got to let it go. You got to move on. You got to do this. And yeah, that's easy to say. But then, but then you, you, 
you, <laughs> no matter where you fucking go, there you are. And you have to recognize that you are the one who've put yourself in this situation. You're the, you're the reason that you're not further along. You're the reason. And then you become even more angry at yourself. And then you, and then you just, then you fucking, you dive into a bowl of noodles and you just go, ah, fuck it. You know, ah, fuck it. And then when you're done eating the bowl of noodles, you're like, God damn it. Why would I do that? Why would I, why would I fucking eight ball myself again? And the only good thing is that I'm not a fucking junkie, uh, because a drugs are really going to fuck you up and B mattress guy is going to fuck me in the ass with a goddamn shiny twisty cone, silver, whatever the fuck. So I'm glad I avoided that fate, but that's the thing is I don't drink and I don't do drugs. I chose, and I always say this all the time. I chose food as my destroyer. So it doesn't really look like a problem to binge eat in your fucking house. You know, you can hide in the dark and eat a bag of fro- a pound of frozen ravioli <laughs> and a fucking loaf of bread and uh and and say, "Yeah, you're just eating. You're doing whatever the fuck." Even though you know, I fucking know. I know. I'm not crazy. You find your fucking little escapes. And you uh you do everything you can to sabotage yourself and you wonder fucking why. Why? You know, I'm barely making it. You guys too. We all are. All right. I get that. I'm not, I'm not reaching out in some weird way where I'm like, oh, boo-hoo. again, my fault, my fault. And then I think to myself, you know, if there was a way I could do voiceovers, you know, if I was out doing shows, if I was doing this, doing that, and then, and then I just, and then I fucking, I don't. You know, there's a reason I'm not doing voiceovers because I never pursued an agent. I never did any of that shit when I had the opportunity. And now I wouldn't know the first fucking thing of how to do it. Because in my brain, I'm always like, oh, fuck. Because I, mean, I, I literally had, you know, I had this discussion with myself this week. Like, I might have to get a job, like a, like a job job, like a fucking, like a restaurant or something, like a fucking... And again, you don't care. You live, I, I know I say that with contempt dripping out of my mouth and, and you have those jobs. I'm not fucking on jobs. You know what I mean? The jobs are jobs. Everybody's got to stay alive. Uh, alive. I, I, when you're trying to make a living, there ain't no such thing as pride. I've talked about it before. Our good friend Richard Marks told me that a million fucking years ago when I was applying for jobs at McDonald's when I was 21. Embarrassed, mortified, but had to stay alive. So I had to do what I could. Well, now I'm 52. Now I'm 31 years later, and uh, and I'm I'm you know, look, I can still do Uber and Lyft, but they've cut the fares here, and the gas prices are so high that I I would have to I'm gonna have to drive, and then look, it's what I'm gonna wind up doing, but I'm gonna have to drive 40 hours a week, and I know you're like, oh my god, really a regular work week, Mike? What the fuck? What a tragedy! And I'm not looking for your sympathy. I'm not, but. Relative to what I thought I would be doing and what I think I should be doing. It's a fucking ball kick of epic proportions and my fault. So no, I'm mad at myself for making myself stay alive. And I don't mean stay alive like fucking boom, bang, bang or two in the back of the head. You know, that never enters my fucking brain. I mean, just just. The struggle, the survival, the, the, the fucking, the, 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 the rat race, the everything, all that shit. And again, 
I have every fucking tool. I have, I have my own radio station. You're listening to me on it now. I have my own television station on Twitch. I have my own television network on YouTube. I could be doing things every fucking day to advance my career. And then I don't because I'm like, oh, well, I don't look good enough or, oh, I shouldn't do this or I can't talk. And I'll tell you what, I just saw, I saw a project on YouTube this week and I was like, how the fuck, why are you not even doing your shit? Because I mean, I always tell myself, like I said, oh, I can't, well, this happens and then that happens. I I always have a fucking excuse. I always have some way to fucking sabotage what, what any progress I could make or what I'm doing. And it drives me crazy. And look, don't think that I already in my head right now, I'm killing myself for doing this fucking show. Cause like, you don't want to hear this shit. Nobody wants to hear this. I get it. You got your own lives. You got your own struggles. People are sick. Your parents are sick. Your fucking kids, everybody else. You got to worry. Everybody's got a life. They got to worry about. I'm supposed to be the escape from that shit. I'm supposed to be the guy who's like, ha I'm the clown. Seriously. I'm the jester. I'm the clown. You got to deal with your own shit out in the fields and whatever the fuck or working around the castle. I don't know why I went with this medieval thing, whatever the fuck, but still, you know, you don't want to hear me sit here and be like, oh, and then another thing. And then boohoo. Nobody fucking, nobody and I say, you care, everybody cares. And that's always fucking great. And thank you. But you can really stretch that premise thin. And I'm, I'm, I'm pushing it, man. I'm fucking pushing it. Putting out shows late, putting out shows like this. I'm going to lose you fucking guys, man. I don't, I don't want that. So then I tell myself, I'm like, oh yeah, you can't do that. Or you shouldn't do that. But well, yeah, I know. I know. But that's the perils of having a show about your fucking life. <laughs> crazy so uh so i did a twitch stream this is a while ago and i did it it was a late one because I, I haven't done a late one in a very long time but this one ended late and uh i left my house because you know what i needed chocolate bars of course i did why the fuck not so i had to run to walgreens because they close at midnight now Walgreens by my house used to be 24 hours. Now they close at midnight. So I hopped in the fucking car and uh, hustled over there. I pulled up at five to 12 and I pulled up in the closest spot because there was a, there was a spot right by the front door. I pulled up right in it and uh, I opened my door and fucking Chuck Zito walks out of the Walgreens. And, uh, <laughs> and I, I, so I opened my door. He walks out. I look at him. He sees me and I just go, holy fuck. It's Chuck Zito. <laughs> He goes, Hey, yeah. How you doing? I said, good. I'm sorry. I, and I, I, I get out of the car and I'm, I'm taller than him, which is, you know, again, but he still doesn't matter. He's just, and he looks exactly like Chuck Zito. He still looks like Chucky Pancamo from fucking Oz. Uh, but I, 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 you know, he puts his hand out and I shake his hand. He's got a, the kind of hand that feels like it could tear a cantaloupe in half. And, uh, and thank God I have big hands too. And I had a callus on my hands. You know, I have calluses from lifting weights. So I didn't look like a complete pussy shaking hands. And we shake hands. And I said, hey, look, I just got to tell you, I watched every episode of Oz, Chucky Pancamo, fucking brilliant. I loved it. It stayed with me to this day. And, uh, and he goes, oh, hey, thanks, man. That's great. I go, no, I go, it just, I watched every single episode and it just, it was it's the kind of show you have to endure rather than, than you love, but you were so good in it. And I'm like, I'm talking too much. And he's just like, that's okay. Hey, thanks. And, uh, and again, it's, he's going to his car. I'm going in and he goes, hey, do you want to get a selfie? You want to get a picture? And uh, first of all, just hearing the word selfie come out of Chuck Zito's mouth changed the the whole dynamic of the conversation. All of a sudden, I'm like, wait a minute. This is Hollywood actor Chuck Zito, not murdering Hell's Angel Chuck Zito. The man just said selfie. So all of a sudden, I was like, ah, all right. I feel better now. I'm not going to get murdered. So I was like, yeah. Oh, my God. Would you do that? And he goes, sure. And uh, and so I took a picture. And I, I actually put it on. I put it up on Facebook. A, a, and and. 
Instagram. It was like four months ago, I think, is when this happened. Uh, but it was just, and he was just incredibly gracious and very nice and and super cool. And and I took the picture and I shook his hand again. And he and he, I thanked him for his work, of course, because that's what I do. And uh, and then I walked into fucking uh, Walgreens and got chocolate bars and went home and ate those in a fucking cabin, just buried in my fucking house in the dark. Well, Chuck Zito went out and fucking banged four chicks and killed four dudes because that's what he fucking does. He didn't buy any chocolate bars. Uh, I don't even know why the fuck that came up. Why was I telling you that? I know I was talking about masculinity and whatever the fuck. I went off the fucking rails. <laughs> uh, I'll get better. And I'll be better for you guys. I'll, I'll I'll do better shows. I'll do I'll do better work. And uh, and I just hope you fucking stick around. And if you don't, I totally get it. Believe me, I understand it. There's this world is now is now podcast dominant. I mean, it's it's just everybody in the fucking world. And I don't know if you even talked about this on here. Did I did I talk about the Office chicks? They're doing a fucking podcast now, and I'm like, oh great. The two actresses from the pod from the fucking from the goddamn Office are. I guess watching old episodes of The Office and then talking about The Office and what it was like to work on The Office and I mean, good for you. What a death! I mean, that's fine. And and everybody's got a podcast. I see people tweeting late at night. Please follow my podcast. There's eight followers on their Twitter account, and just and I'm just like Jesus fuck. And I've been here from the beginning, man. I've been here not even from the beginning. I mean, Jackie was doing it before us. I was with Never Not Funny in 2006, and that was when Gervais and those guys were doing it. You know what I mean? It's just it's this is. This is what I have. This is what I do. If anybody asked what I was, no, I'd say I was a podcaster, even before a comic, probably. You know, I mean, it's it's been twelve years. This is the is this the long this is the longest job I've ever fucking had. Unless you count comedian, but I mean, I haven't been on stage to do comedy stuff. That I don't I don't count that shit. This is the longest job I've ever had. It's the best job I've ever had. It's mine. I don't want to lose it. I don't want to lose you. I mean, look, I'll never fucking lose it. If I got a microphone and a laptop. I'm talking. But if nobody's listening, what's the point? And if you do shit like this, nobody's going to listen because there are so many fucking choices out there. God damn it. Conan and fucking everybody else. Who did I just see? Some other fucking famous dude. Like I, I had to laugh. Like I, I like Lauren Lapkus put out a Patreon and I, I was like, don't you have nine shows with Earwolf? Like, are they not paying the bills? I mean, and I mean, I don't, I, I look, I don't begrudge anybody making a fucking dime. Go ahead. Every, every baseball player, anybody, any last dime you could ever fucking make. But it made me laugh because then in my brain, it's that thing where I go, Jesus Christ, I'm so lucky to have what I have. I'm so fucking lucky to have what I have. There's writers that I respect people that I that have shows, podcasters, and I'll go to their Patreon page. They don't make what I make. They don't have the same audience that I have. And let's put it this way. They don't have the same fucking dedicated audience that I have. And I don't want to squander it. I don't want to fucking let it go. But it's that thing where I just, I fucking, I'm, I'm so angry at myself. I'm, I'm fighting myself every fucking step of the way, tooth and fucking nail. And I don't know why. I don't. I never thought it would, it would come to this. Uh... So, and so I, I please know that I recognize you, you don't, you don't, 
download this show so I can pour poison in your fucking ears and boo-hoo the shit out of you. I get that. I fucking get that. Because there's a million other fucking shows out there. People doing improv or, whatever, or you know, recapping U2 concerts, whatever the fuck else everybody's doing. Fuck, every, everybody who's ever killed a person in the world has a podcast about them. Chuck Zito probably has a podcast about him. Chuck Zito may have a fucking podcast. Chuck Zito may have a podcast where he actually kills people on the podcast. Good for him. There might be just a podcast of Chuck Zito throwing, uh, like throwing hands at mitts. You just get to hear him fucking punching mitts. It's just for macho dudes. That's all that might have fucking exist. And then I'm here in a crib fucking watching a mobile over my head and rattling a rattle. Fucking talking on a microphone like a goddamn child, like an infant. I'm a speck in the shadow of Chuck Zito. <laughs> but not in podcasting. Fuck that. I've been doing it. Yeah, I, I dominate Chuck Zito in the podcasting realm. Hopefully he doesn't don't tell him that. Don't tell him I said that. Oh, Jesus, he'll murder me. I don't want to be murdered by Zito unless it's on this fucking show. So thank you for enduring this fucking nonsense. And uh, if you did, you might have fucking thrown again. You literally this is the kind of show that makes you throw your fucking iPod into the goddamn ocean. And I don't blame you. Makes you fucking run it over like that guy did in my fucking iPod in like year whatever the fuck. Just literally just it's like in better off dead. You just yank your fucking whole stereo system with your iPod vagina in it and just throw it out the fucking window. It's just laying there playing shitty songs, playing my fucking voice as I mule and mule about how I liked hitting people in the old days. <laughs> what the fuck? Just fucking there. Nah, 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 just fucking glory days. What a dope. And I didn't even have glory days. That's the worst part of it. How can I glory days my life when I didn't have any? I just had a normal life. If I, if I was like some like at the pinnacle of some shit. If I was at the pinnacle, I reigned supreme and I was notorious. I crushed you like a jelly bean. I'm bad. Like LL Cool J. If I was someone who had a glory days, then I could be okay to be sitting here in the fucking twilight of my life and going, ah, I remember that. Wasn't that beautiful? Well, my, my remember that is, is doing shows for 70 people in theaters and they were awesome and fucking loving it, but I could have advanced from that and taken you all with me. That would have been fucking beautiful, but I didn't No, And you know what I did? I put on a pair of slippers. I, I'm, I'm Mr. Miyagi without the fucking karate. That's terrible. I'm the I'm like podcasting Miyagi, but with no karate skills. Fucking awful. You paint my fence. You just paint it because I asked you to, not because I the threat of physical violence. I can't bully you into painting my fence. Just me and a fucking microphone from JC Penny, three ninety eight. Holy shit! If and and if if the fucking Cobra Kai came here in skeleton costumes, I get the shit kicked out of me. I can't get the shit kicked out of me by the Cobra Kai. I hate being a pussy Miyagi. Why am I a pussy Miyagi? I could have been so much better. I could wax the fucking wall, whatever the fuck, paint the floor, sand the fence. No, sand the fence, sand the floor, sand the floor, paint the fence. <laughs> I never fucking see. That's the thing. I'm a discount Miyagi. Don't don't ever back a fucking pussy Miyagi because then the skeletons beat the shit out of him. And then what do you do? You don't get to kiss Elizabeth's shoe. Nothing good happens for you. Oh, man. Is Mercedes rule his mom? I don't know if she was. I need that, by the way. Please tell me more about the Cobra Kai show that's on YouTube. I, I, please please tell me more about bullshit they keep remaking. I just saw a trailer for Jumanji today. Everybody's like, oh, man, it's they're breaking. I'm like, didn't they just do Jumanji? Like, wasn't that just out? They're like, oh, yeah, but now it's the sequel. Why is there a sequel to a sequel of Jumanji? Who the fuck cares? Because The Rock never stops working. The man doesn't sleep. He literally, I don't even know why he has eyelids. He never closes them. He's just out there fucking filming shit and making deals. The Rock is just going to own the earth. And making fucking Jumanji and these old properties. And what the fuck did I just see? There's like, someone told me, there's some other fucking project that they, I was just like, what? Is that a real thing? There's a, there's the Star Wars fucking TV show and a Star Wars movie coming out. 
Uh, whatever. Shut up, Mike. Nobody gives a fuck. You have a podcast that you can't even put out on time. You're going to bitch at The Rock for doing 80 projects? Yeah, the you know, why doesn't The Rock take a break and stop working? Why? So you can be like you eating fucking spaghetti and slippers, you fuck? You fucking nobody as you sit in your goddamn house piling pasta down your gullet wearing slippers and just reading fucking websites about the San Jose Sharks you don't give a fuck about? Why are you? I literally, that was the epiphany I had today. I'm reading stuff about, I'm reading a fucking huge article on the San Jose Sharks and their slow start to the season and their bad goaltending and Evander Kane. And I'm just like, wait, why are you reading this shit? I mean, I barely care about the fucking Blackhawks, but I know why. So I could avoid work. So I could just eat noodles and stare. It gave me something, you know, it just gave me something to stare at. Instead of staring into space, I get to read about the San Jose Sharks. What a fucking mess. I don't know how to solve a problem like Mike. And that's fucking mind boggling. And I'm running out of fucking time. And and I'm going to lose you guys in the interval. And I can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Fuck. You guys can get me at Mike at MikeSchmidtComedy.com. You guys can be my friends. That's right. Why not? At Facebook.com slash the 40-year-old boy. You can follow me at Twitter.com slash the 40-year-old boy. I'm at Instagram and Snapchat as well. Mike40YOB. That's right. Mike40YOB. Be my Instagram pal. Be my Snapchat friend. Uh, send me a photo of yourself pointing at me and going, get to work, idiot. That'd be fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I'm available at all those places. Find me. Why not? Ryan Dirks is the web stuff for this show. He's cool. Find him at facebook.com slash Ryan Dirks. And uh, I'm sure he's working. The guy's got a farm. The guy's out fucking milking cows and shearing sheep and shit and still holding down my website and doing square dance calling and all sorts of fucking stuff. And I'm sitting here beefing. I'm like, I'm just I'm a guy. I'm just I'm buried in a fucking noodle coffin. <laughs> even fucking living my life. And Dirks is up at the crack of fucking dawn, shearing sheep, feeding fucking chickens, slopping hogs, killing cows shooing horses <sighs> then he's a square dance caller then he does my web stuff and and that guy's that guy get, and he did it all before 10 a.m i'm fucking staring uh so go to facebook.com slash ryan dirks and I, i'm sure he'll have time to answer you he's busy and yet he'll still find time for you uh our friend david hernandez does the artwork for this show he does the music as well you can find him at facebook.com slash david mex hernandez and be his friend and also, while you're there, why don't you go to his photo section and look through the artwork that he's done? That's right. He's done plenty of artwork, folks. He's done artwork for the West Side 86 Jokers, which is the fan club of this show, which is going to be fucking populated by nobody after this fucking show comes out. But if you want to go browse and look at the artwork he's created for it, you can do that. Go to his uh, go to his photos. Well, first of all, like I said, become his friend. Facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez. And then uh, look through his artwork. He's got plenty of artwork there. And also, he's got a closed group. Here's the thing. You got to be his friend, though, to know about this. Or you got to have an in by listening to my podcast. Hi, that's what we're doing right now. Uh, David Hernandez has a, uh, a closed group. It's called I'm Dumb, You're Dumb. Oh, no. Th- wait, that's Dumb, You're Dumb, I'm Dumb, We're Dumb. Or I'm Dumb, or no, You're Dumb, I'm Dumb, This is Dumb. It's, it's a lot of dumb and a lot of this and you and he. Uh, but you'll find it if you become his friend, facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez, and then look for the closed group. 
You can actually find it too. He's, he advertises sometimes in the Westside 86 Jokers page. Uh, you can find him there. Uh, it's, it's, this is dumb. That's dumb. You're dumb. I'm dumb. I think that's what it's called. And, uh, and it's amazing. You should go because he does all sorts of cool stuff. He's got all sorts of people there. He's creating memes. He's creating artwork. He's creating characters. And then uh, people are contributing memes. And then he comes in with a thumbs up or a thumbs down, or he gives him a, a cool picture or a bad picture. It's just, it's fun. It's everybody's having a good time, uh, because it's a good place, a, a repository for all of the things that you may not enjoy about memes or Facebook. And y'all get to point and laugh in a, in a, in a hive mind in a shared group. And uh, it's available now, right now on Facebook. This is dumb. That's dumb. You're dumb. I'm dumb. Closed group. When you go to join, uh, Max will send you three questions. He answered those. And then all of a sudden you're in there and you're posting memes as I yawn. <laughs> you're posting memes and having fun and uh, with like-minded folks. And I'll tell you this. You look at the artwork he's created for, the, for that page. You look at the artwork he's created for the Westside 86 Jokers fan club page. And you think to yourself, you know what? I would like to get my hands on some of this fucking artwork myself. I don't know why you're so aggressively thinking that to yourself, but why not? Uh, you will, you, if you need it, you have to have it in your goddamn life. Well, you can actually get that. You know, the man does artwork that you can buy. You can hire him to do a commission. He works in watercolors. He works in, uh, he works in strange ways. <laughs> he works in oil painting. He'll work in whatever medium you want him to work in clay. He'll make a bust of you. He'll put it on the, in your foyer. And then, uh, you know what? Florence Henderson will hit it with a purse and break the fucking thing. Or actually Alice will, Alice will smash it with a, with a, with her purse. Uh, regardless, the point is the man will do the artwork and you can go see the stuff that he's done corporate style at his website, artbydmh.com. Uh, you can go ahead and look there. He's had all sorts of, he did a bunch of corporate stuff because the man worked, he worked, look, he worked for the man for a very long time, but now he's the man and he's the one doing all the work himself. So like I said, facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez. You can go there and be his pal, be his friend, and that'll gain you access to look at his photos and stuff like that. And then you'll see the artwork that he's done. You'll be like, well, I want to see more of this stuff. So you'll join his closed group. This is dumb. That's dumb. You're dumb. I'm dumb. And then you'll be in the closed group and you're loving that. And there's memes. You'll see the characters he's created. You'll see, uh, you'll see Slumpus and somebody named Mitch and all those guys are there and having a good time. And, uh, and so, uh, I think the guy's name, Mitch, he has a tattoo that says Mitch. I hope his name is Mitch, but that's there. And you'll see it when you join the closed group. And then the, uh, you could hire him to do anything you wanted him to do, like Facebook caricatures or any other stuff that you might want to have him commissioned for. He does fucking amazing paintings. He can do anything you need from him. But, uh, like I said, if you want to get a look, a taste, that stuff is all cool. The Facebook stuff, caricatures, fan clubs, his closed group. But if I was you, I would go check out his website because that is where you can see a lot of the corporate stuff that he did in the past because he worked for one of the largest advertising agencies in the world, ladies and gentlemen. And you can see the kind of work that he did. And you can find that exclusively only right now online. Go check it out at artbydmh.com. That's A-R-T-B-Y-D-M-H dot com. Pretty girl, pretty, pretty girl. Cease to exist, just come and say love Give up your world, come on, you can be. I'm your kind, oh, your kind, and I can see. You walk on, walk on. Son, 
I ever learned But I know we all get our turn And I love you Never learned but to love you Submission is a gift Go on, give it to your brother I ever learned, but I know we all get our turn and I love you. I never learned not to love you. Never learned not to love you. Never learned not to love you. So again, let me apologize to you for this week's show. I, I, not apologize. Fuck. I, I do what I do. And you're here. Uh, ah, fuck it. I got to apologize. I mean, I, it's a lot of fucking, I'm sure you're, it's no fun having tears in your ears. And those were flying out of the fucking earbuds as I sit here and moan like a goddamn dope. Uh, but maybe you didn't listen. Maybe that's the bright side. Maybe you just threw your, you threw it away. Although why are you hearing this now then? Why would, why would that be the case? You know, maybe, is there anybody out there who just skips right to the plugs? Maybe those people are out there. Yeah. Maybe that happens. Some, maybe sometimes someone's listening and they're like, you know what? I, I can't, I'm I'm just going to listen to the plugs from now on because the plugs are, you know, they're lovely. They're, they're telling you all the things you need to know about cool ass things. So maybe, maybe there are people out there who don't like the meat of the show. Mike, I can't handle it, but I go right to the plugs because I still want to support well, I, I, you're heroes. Let me say that you're the, you're the real hero. You're the real MVP. Uh, and so thank you p- plug listeners, uh, plugs one and two. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm glad you're here. We have a sponsor. We have two sponsors as a matter of fact, uh, are good. And they're both podcasts. Uh, one of them is our great friend, fearful Jesuit over there at the paranoid strain podcast available now in the iTunes store. Download it. Why wouldn't you? I think you should. Uh, the Paranoid Strain Podcast uh, exists right now in the iTunes store. You can go ahead and leave a review if you would. That'd be fantastic. Uh, mentioning that you've heard about the show from us uh, or me, I guess I'm me. There's no more us, but you can tell them, hey, look, we listened to it on the 40 year old boy podcast. He loves it. And now we love it. And everybody's on board and loving it. And that's good news. Uh, and download them. And there's a million of them that you can listen to. The newest one. As, oh, and first of all, send him a note too. send our boy fearful Jesuit a note to tell him you heard about the show through me. Although I, uh, is that, no, that's good. Cause it helps us. I was going to say, does that make him feel bad that you had to discover it through me? No, he's happy you're discovering it. That, that lets him know that sponsoring the show makes sense. Why would I even question that? I don't know. Uh, cause I look out for his feelings. He's a good guy. I want to make sure that he's okay up there at his compound. And I'll tell you this. I'm a little worried by the way. Um, you know, he, uh, you know, this, this month's episode or the, the, the newest episode is about anti-vaxxers. Uh, and again, informationally dense, it's got all of this fucking, it's him and Dana unicorn, just hammering you with facts along with this guy, Manukin, who is, uh, it, I, look, I know Manukin, he did a, a Ted talk or something and he, he seems like a lovely person. Um, but every time I heard him say Manukin and, and fearful Jesuit says Manukin oftentimes during the show, all I kept hearing in my brain was Hadouken. 
Uh, so I, I, it's worth it to hear it just because every time he says Manukin, you'll think of, of a Hadouken. And, uh, and then also I think that's what's at street fighter, I believe. Yeah. So that's, that's what kept coming in. And I, and I would throw a Hadouken at any anti-Baxter who showed up. I'm not going to lie to you. They, they deserve it as I yawn in your fucking face. And I just, just a fucking, ah, Hadouken. Uh, so Manukin Hadouken, that, that made me laugh, but I am concerned. I will tell you this in, in listening to the show, um, fearful Jesuit does He comes very very close to revealing the location of the Jesuit compound. And, uh, and that's just sloppy to me, as a matter of fact, he, uh, cause he, he, you know, and I say this, uh, you know, I, I, I think this may have been the anti-vaxxers goal all along. Now that I think about it, because he talks about the show and he talks, he, he talks about where the compound is. And then he reveals an anecdote about awkward Jesuit school and in doing so, you're just, I think the anti-vaxxers may have created the entire anti-vax movement just to find out where the fearful Jesuit compound is and, and form a coup, stage a coup of some sort. Uh, and, he tr- and they've tricked him. They've done just that by, by trying to set up uh, some nonsense at his, his child's school. And then he goes ahead and he explains that. So like, you could easily Google this, this, uh, this series of events. You could find out because he says where the compound is. He kind of gives a general area. Then he mentions an incident at a school. Dude, you could cross-reference that stuff. And then the next thing you know, anti-vaxxers are at his house storming the compound, which is not something we can have. We can't lose this man uh, because if he leaves, who's who? How, who's going to teach us about Bob and Fred and the dragon? I don't know. I don't. I don't know if anybody else can. Uh, I'm very concerned. Who's going to teach me about the sharpshooter fallacy if these people storm the compound? I don't know. That'll be. I, who's going to learn? Who's going to teach me? Who's going to learn me about type one and type two errors? I'm not sure. Uh, although I did learn this too on the show, which seemed weird. Uh, grimacing. There were people in the old days who thought they were trying to talk about things that that vac- that vaccinations caused, and one of them was grimacing. Uh. It was, oh, his grimacing was caused by autism. Is that what it was? Grimacing was caused by autism, which is caused by vaccination. So in a roundabout way, vaccinations caused grimacing, which made no sense to me. I don't know. And also, I, I will say this too for our friend, uh, Fearful Jesuit. I love him and I love the show. And uh, I'm very worried again because he revealed the uh, the the where he might be. But uh, why does he keep bad-mouthing Zeus? You'll think that yourself while you're listening to the show. All he's doing is he's, he's bad-mouthing Zeus throughout the show. Uh, he also does this thing. They quote WebMD, actually Dating Unicorn does extensively. And here's the power of WebMD. He quotes, they quote him WebMD and they give the site's definition of autism. And just listening to Dana Unicorn read WebMD aloud and what the site's definition of autism is. I now think I have autism. That's, that is the power. That's the transitory power of WebMD. Whether you're reading it yourself or somebody reads it to you, you instantly think you have the disease. So there is a good chance that I have autism. I'm not sure. But all of this is available now in the anti-vaxxer episode. Go ahead and download it. Go ahead and send them a note telling them it's great. Please, if you will, uh, it's paranoidstrain at gmail.com, paranoidstrain at gmail.com. Write them a note. Tell them how much you love the show. Download it. Uh, listen to all the old past episodes as well. Uh, but most importantly, listen to this anti-vaxxer episode. And then he, it's funny. I texted him. I'm like, Hey man, uh, you know, I like this episode. And he's like, yeah, the next one's pretty weird. And I'm like, you keep saying that dude. And he's like, well, this one definitely is going to be. So I, I'm looking forward to whatever weirdness is going to come flying out. Whatever he's going to debunk now is going to be crazy fucking weird. And that'll be fine. I, I, and, but I'll be here to tell you about it. That's the important thing. Uh, so thank you fearful Jesuit for sponsoring the show. Also our great friend, Rob Matsushita sponsored the show uh well it's his podcast certainly i mean he's he's uh, uh all right he, 
this is already over with. All right. So I, 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 the terror Tuesday experience is already done. I'm sure you guys have already done this because I told you about it last week. Uh, they were doing the 31 nights of fright, which have now ended because this I'm doing, bringing this to you on Halloween. Uh, but that doesn't mean that the, the, the fun stops with the knife drop podcast. Uh, you can go ahead and get that downloaded to now subscribers in the, uh, in the iTunes store and there's past episodes where you can hear them. Uh, you know, you can't play the bingo game now, but you can download the, uh, the knife knife drop podcast. It's available in the iTunes store right now. The knife drop our good friend, Rob, Rob Matsushita's podcast. Uh, you can download that. He, uh, like I said, he had the terror Tuesday experience this week. I'm sure you all tuned in and had a good time with that. You played, uh, the, the bingo game that he had where it was, uh, what did he call it? I forget what he called it. Um, I think it was just, yeah, it was, it was, I think it was just bingo. I guess it was what it was. Uh, so they had the 31 nights of fright. You could play along with that. I'm sure you did. Um, but the important thing about this podcast, it's called the knife drops. It's got a lot of stuff about movies and TV and pop culture stuff. They have a grab bag of three different segments. Uh, it's always going to be something different. Every time you listen, uh, the forgotten movie with big slim McGroovy, which I can't believe I said out loud. Uh, of course. Oh no, you dinema. Uh, 10 minutes about your favorite movie, all sorts of different uh, segments that they have now on the knife drop podcast. You can get it right now in the iTunes store, the knife drop three words, the knife drop. Our good friend, Rob Matsushita is uh, the, one of the hosts. I think, I think he's the only host. Is he one of the hosts? Possibly. Uh, but he's look, he's there for sure. And then whoever else he has coming along for the ride, you can go ahead and listen to and enjoy. But uh, right now, the Knife Drop podcast is available in the iTunes store. Go ahead and download that uh, for your listening pleasure. You can listen to you can listen to our friend Fearful Jesuit and the Paranoid Strain, and then you can listen to the Knife Drop podcast. And uh, I will tell you, both of them exist, uh, and you will love them. And uh, and you can listen to them when I'm here whining about what I want to punch and what I don't punch anymore and why I'm wearing fucking slippers. Go listen to their podcasts. Their <laughs> knife drops already got some violence in it. And uh, and I, I'll tell you what, I've never heard a fearful Jesuit more violent or angry than I did in this this month's podcast. So please listen to both of them and uh, and and at least hear people presenting entertainment shows where they're not bitching about doing an entertainment show. So that's uh, that's great. I got to stop killing myself here. All right, so <laughs> go do that. Listen to those. The knife drop podcast. The Paranoid Strain Podcast, both available in the iTunes store right now. And make sure you leave a review for them. And please say you heard about them on our show. That would help me immeasurably. Uh, hey, who man, who wants to be an Uber or a Lyft driver? Is it you? Is it you? Perhaps it is. It might be. Uh, Uber and Lyft exist right now. And you go ahead and check them out. They're great. And uh, and they're waiting for you. Go ahead and use my code for Lyft. It's Mike720057, Mike720057 for Uber it is DJZW1YTTUE, DJZW, the number one, YTTUE. For, uh, for the Uber, that's all lowercase. For Lyft, it's all caps on Mike720057. And, uh, and that's if you want to be a driver for Uber or Lyft, and then I will get whatever the fuck I get from you guys. Or if you're a first-time rider, I'll get a spiff, or I'll get to get credit toward a ride for no good reason, but still that exists. So go ahead and do it. Hey, do you want to book me for a cameo? Of course you do. Cameo is available right now. If you download it on your phone, uh, you can book me to do something cool. Uh, I don't know if it's something cool, but I mean, like I said, I'll be nice to you. I'll be nice to your family. I'll be mean to your family. I'll roast somebody. I'll congratulate them. Whatever the fuck you want me to do. Uh, other people have had me do them. They loved them in the past and, and people will do them in the future and they'll love them as well. Why wouldn't you get on board with loving them? What is wrong with you? Why don't you want to love things? especially things that involve me. 
uh, please go ahead and do that. Hire me for a cameo. Download it to your phone right now, or you can go to Book Cameo on uh, on your website, I think. But I'd get it on your phone. It's more of a phone thing. Download the Cameo app from the iTunes Store or whatever the fucking Android people use, and find me on Cameo. And uh, and I'm happy to do whatever you need me to do. Go ahead and hire me to do that cool ass thing. We have uh, a YouTube channel. Go ahead and check that out right now. It's the Forty Year Old Boy YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube and put in the Forty Year Old Boy. Uh, so I think it's youtube.com slash the 40 year old boy. And, uh, we've got all sorts of stuff on there for you to check out. We've got, uh, oh, we've got our Amazon link. If you go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com, go ahead and, uh, go to the Joe business page, which is the media page, uh, there you can go ahead and find the Amazon link and click on that. And then you're shopping. We get money. They get money. You get stuff. It works out perfectly. So, uh, so why wouldn't you do something like that? Why I, I, I look, I put it to you. I throw it out there right now. Why wouldn't you do something like that? Um, it's available now on the iTunes, or no, it's not. It's available now on the uh, on the Joe Business page, which is the media page on MikeSchmidtComedy.com. We get money, they get money, you get stuff. You go to Amazon, and uh, it's it's super easy. You click on our link, and then you're shopping. You were buying stuff anyway, man. It costs you nothing but 10 seconds to find the link on my site, which is even five seconds if you go right where I told you. And then you click through, and then you're shopping, and we get credit for it. We get a spiff. We get a taste of a gig, as Steve Lawrence would say. So thank you for thinking of us. Uh, go ahead and use our Amazon link. That would be fantastic. And especially with Christmas coming up, we got November and December here. So why not use the Amazon link and, uh, and, and benefit me, make it a white Christmas or a green Christmas. Oh, look at that money. Uh, go ahead and think about us for Christmas. Why not? Uh, cause as you, I've already got my head in a fucking noose as the rest of this fucking show just told you about, go me, do me a favor and use the Amazon. Like, why not? I'm not long for this earth. Go ahead and throw me eight cents. Um, so yeah, go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com, go to the Joe business page, which is the media page. And then when you're there, click on the Amazon link and then, Hey, you're shopping. We get money. They get money. You get stuff. It costs you nothing. And it means everything to me. I have a Twitch channel. Did you know that? I do. I stream video games right now. We're in the middle of the evil within two, which is a spook game. Oh, it's, it's very spooky. Um, and we're killing monsters, hunting things. We're doing all sorts of neat stuff. So please follow along, go to twitch.com slash the 40 year old boy. I believe it's Twitch or it's twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. Regardless, just Google the 40 year old boy Twitch channel and you'll find me. And, uh, there are clips. You can see old clips from old streams. You can see me do a live stream, follow or subscribe to the channel. And uh, you can also use your Amazon Twitch Prime subscription. That costs you nothing, gets me five bucks a month, which is pretty cool. You got to renew that every month, though. Regardless, go watch me play video games. You'll see me shouting into the void, staring into a camera. You'll actually, you look, you like hearing me? Mm, I don't know this week is the best week for me to ask that. But if you do like hearing my voice, wouldn't you want to see my face while I was yelling? Of course you would. So, uh, so go ahead and tune me in and all my slippered glory as I play video games at the age of 52. Hi, that's great. Uh, but the Twitch channel exists, man. Check it out. I'm there. I'm working. It's in, uh, tomorrow's Friday, uh, November 1st. And we will go ahead and we'll, we'll continue with the evil within two. Uh, we were playing it for a spooktober, but we're going to continue it in November because I'm having a lot of fun playing it. It's a super fun game. So please come to the Twitch channel, follow and or subscribe and, uh, and watch me play monster hunt, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we also have a Patreon page. It's I, I grimace even telling you about it after today's fucking show, but it exists. And if you want to throw me a fucking bone, go to patreon.com slash the 40 year old boy. I believe I don't think it's Mike for YLB, but just put in Mike Schmidt and Patreon. You'll see my giant fucking head with a with a shorn haircut and a dimple a smirk. Um, 
And you'll see little, little Schmitty. That's the most important thing. If you see little Schmitty, you know you're in the right place. And uh, why you should become a Patreon subscriber. That would be pretty cool if you did that. I would really love it, as a matter of fact. Um, and and let me. Who did we just? Uh, hold on. I think I got a. There is. We. I think we've had a new. Do we have a new person who jumped into our Patreon subscription thing? I think we did. Uh, hold on. Let me find it. I'm gonna Google it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna Google it right now. Um, we had this particular month. Uh, oh, our buddy Dave Fogerson. I don't know if I mentioned Dave Fogerson. Uh, Dave Fogerson bumped up his monthly donation, which really helped me. Thank you so much for thinking of me, Dave Fogerson. I appreciate it very much. Uh, and our good friend Jeff Thomas, who was a subscriber in the past, went ahead and resubscribed. Thank you, Jeff. I'm glad you thought of me. That's really cool of you. So Dave Fogerson, Jeff Thomas, thank you for stepping up in October. Uh, Dave increased his uh, donation, and uh, Jeff Thomas has come on board with a new donation. And thank you so much for being patrons at the Patreon page. And you guys can be uh, the same thing. You can do the same thing and hear your name. You can hear me talk about you on here. It's patreon.com slash mike four zero yob patreon.com slash mike four zero yob and there's a little schmitty and there's a smirk and there's a laptop and live bees and there's me and uh and oh you know like i said in 2020 it's the year of i will i'm going to go on the road i want to bring videos i want to do all sorts of different things so please if you can become a patreon patron that would be fantastic it would really help me out and uh and i i'll think of you fondly and i'll thank you on the air because why not you need to be talked about now i'm going to do this because enough people have asked, and I think enough time has passed. I'm going to talk about this. I won't go into full-on depth, um, but I've had friends reach out, and they've said, hey, what did you think of Joker? Uh, so I'm going to spoil Joker a little bit uh, of it here now. If you've seen it, uh, or if you haven't seen it, you can go ahead and turn me off. So I'll warn you right now. I'm not going to, go to, uh, I'm not going to tear it to pieces. I would love to do a long examination of it, but that doesn't make any sense. I probably should have done that for YouTube a month ago. Didn't. Um because it just seems like everybody did. And I, uh, but whatever, I got to get over that. But anyway, uh, all right, are you gone? You could be gone because I'm going to talk about Joker right now. Uh, I was lucky enough to see Joker twice. I saw it the night it opened. And then I saw it uh, three days later, I think it was. And um, I saw it with two distinctly different experiences. The first time I saw it with my buddy, Pat Francis. And uh, I, <laughs> we watched the movie. And we talked a little bit on the way out and, uh, and he didn't seem like he, he liked it very much. And then, uh, when we got to, we went next door to Amoeba records and then we, we were, I looked on, I grabbed my phone and a joke came up from Pat on Twitter. And I said, when did you tweet a joke about Joker? He goes, when we were, when the credits were rolling, we were in the theater. Um, he had already put out his thoughts about it on Twitter. Like he made a joke about it and then he ripped it on Facebook and he has not enjoyed it. He did not enjoy the experience very much. Uh, and I was like, oh, all right. And then I saw it, uh, a couple days later, uh, and I, I, I took a date, a lovely woman and she's my friend and we went to the show and, uh, and she had a much different reaction and she, I will tell you, uh, I'm you notice I'm not telling you what I thought. Uh, she really enjoyed it when she saw it. And, uh, and so guess which camp I'm in, guess which camp I'm in there. Which one do you think I, who do you think I, I agree with? Um, yeah, I um, I I really loved the movie. Uh, I, I don't want to go into full on details. I'm not going to spoil a bunch of stuff, but it's the movie they wanted to tell. And they used they told the story the way they wanted to tell it. Like I my buddy had all these beefs. He's like, why would they do this? Why would they do this? Why would they do this? And I'd be like, because that's the story they wanted to tell. And he said, yeah, but we've seen this a million times. We've seen this a million times. And I don't I don't agree with what he's saying. I think, you know, the story is of a man named Arthur 
and he is clearly mentally ill and he has a mother that he's taken care of and he's just trying to survive in what is Gotham City but is essentially, you know, early 80s New York City. And he uh he's just completely wasting away his mind, his body and and he's uh you know, society is an enemy in this film. And and I and I you know, I heard a bunch of people look, I cannot tell you how tired I am of everybody making fun of it, everybody making memes, everybody making jokes. Fine. I I understand. There are a lot of people who didn't like it. A lot of people are mad at Todd Phillips. A lot of people are mad at whatever. Good. I I just, it just became to be, it's so much. It's just so, everybody has a take. And that was another another reason why I hesitate to throw my my opinion, my voice, my hat into the ring or, or, or try to shepherd you one way or the other. Go see it. I would suggest you go see it. And if you don't like it, because again, I, I know a lot of people who loved it and I know people who hated it. I know people who thought it was a joke, people who didn't think it was great. Um, it's polarizing. It's the kind of movie that that's, it's going to have that kind of uh, effect on you. You're either going to be, I was moved by it, but also Look, are there, could I nitpick it? Yes, there are things that I didn't care for, but it doesn't matter. It needs to be seen. And, and it's, I just think it's really great. And I think Joaquin Phoenix is astonishing in it. And I think Todd Phillips does a really good job telling the story he wants to tell. And it's about a guy, literally it's, it's, is there, is there echoes of mean streets? Are there echoes of mean streets? Scorsese's mean streets. Yes. King of comedy. Yes. Um, network. There's, there's a scene that is just directly from Network, the movie Network from the 70s. Like, which if you haven't seen it, by the way, see fucking Network because it's genius. But there's a scene that's literally like right out of Network. Not even, <laughs> I mean, it's it's an homage or a theft. I don't know what the fuck, but it's literally the exact same scene that's in Network. And I was like, whoa. Uh, is there? And there's echoes of King of Comedy. Absolutely. It has, it has a lot of nods to Scorsese, a lot of all these things. But but the city is a character like the, the dirt and the grime and the anger of New York city is a character. And, um, it's funny. The thing that everybody keeps making fun of is Joker on the stairs. When Joker is coming down the stairs and he's kind of dancing and, and there's a song that, uh, it's, it's, um, rock and roll part two by Gary glitter and everybody's making fun of it. They're like, Oh, it's hilarious. Oh, it's so dumb. Uh, whatever. And, and I just, uh, I I just looked at it a completely different way because if you see that scene out of context, you see Joker dance, dancing down the stairs and you don't know why or when it's taking place in the movie, then I, I, yeah, you can make it look stupid. And a lot of people have, but for me, and I'm, this is the thing I'm going to spoil. Those stairs are a character in the film. Joaquin Phoenix has to climb them several times. And every time he does, he turns up, he kind of slumps his shoulders. It's dark. It's gray. It's cold. And you just see them. They're this monolith that he has to fucking conquer. And he's got to walk up because again, it's drudgery. It's a chore. And you know, what's at the top of that fucking flight of stairs, those five flights of stairs, more drudgery, more of a chore. His mom, he's got to go up there. Then he's got to go in a building and take, he has no I don't think there's any sunshine in the movie. I don't think there's any sunlight until that scene where the Joker's dancing down the stairs and then he's backlit. And there's a reason for that because everything is dark and gray and terrible and awful. And 
And when he finally makes this transformation into Joker from Arthur, he's Arthur the whole movie, and he finds out these terrible things and all these bad things are happening, and and he doesn't know how to make sense of it. He can't. And, and I again, I'm not giving things away. I'm not spoiling too much, but when he makes this transformation to Joker and he has to go down, he goes down the stairs. Now it's a completely different person. It's, it's no longer this chore, this thing he has to, this monolith that he has to endure. It's something that he's conquered and he's, he's free. He's, he's in, yes, he's in Joker clothes and Joker makeup, and he's not Arthur anymore. Arthur's gone, man. Arthur, Arthur wouldn't want to go up or down those stairs with any sort of smile or hope. And, and now he's Joker. He's, he's decided, fuck it, fuck everything. And he's, and that's why the song plays. He strides down the hallway, he comes down the stairs and he dances down because he, he's free. He's free of his mother. He's free of concern. He's free of worrying he's free of of arthur he's just free and so dancing down the stairs is this expression of he's off the leash he's it's just reckless abandoned i mean he's just he's finally alive those stairs that have always been in his way that have always indicated more drudgery in his life are now conquered and he's not going up them anymore. He's going down. He's going, he's, he's descending. But as he descends, he ascends. I, 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 I know I can be a little verbose, but it's, it's a beautiful scene, you know, from the time the music hits when he walks down the hallway and then he goes down the stairs and then, you know, I had to hear everybody's like, Oh, it's a pedophile song. Oh, it's this. It's, it's just like, dude, why, if you view shit through that prism, then you're not, not going to enjoy a fucking thing ever. Uh, I, I, and then there are people like, oh my God, I can't believe the music was so on the note. I, I, fine, fine. White Room by Cream plays in this movie. And again, it's one of those songs that you've heard a million times, but you hear it differently in this movie because when it plays, there's a great shot of Arthur on the bus where he's leaning on the bus with his face pressed against it. And he's so lost. And then later in the movie, Arthur's got his face pressed against the window of a police car. And it's the exact same camera shot, but he's found. And it's just fucking beautiful. And it is a, uh, it is a story about a man whose life falls apart and what he does to deal with it. And, and that's all I'll tell you. I mean, it's just, it's, you know, I, I, it's, it's bleak and it's dark and it is, there is no hope virtually throughout the entire film. And then, and then the only hope that does arrive is, is the wrong kind of hope. And then, um, you find yourself rooting for a character you shouldn't be rooting for at all. And then that character almost betrays you with his actions, but you understand why he did it. It's you have to see it. If you haven't seen it, I recommend you do. Uh, and, and see it and do me a favor. Just go fucking see it before they make the, the Joker Chronicles or some bullshit WB show. Since they're taking every single fucking property and dragging its ass out and just hanging it from a noose over a bridge and wringing every single drop of relevance they can get out of everybody and every DC. I'm waiting for Martian Manhunter's mechanic to get a fucking show or some bullshit. Wonder Woman's tiara repairman. One of those motherfuckers is going to get a show. They're going to just drag them out because everybody with a cape, anybody with a cowl, anybody who's cowl adjacent, anybody who's a cape 
cleaner, Superman's dry cleaner, fucking Clark Kent's parents' neighbors, somebody with a fucking mailbox next to the Kents who just happened to bump into Superman one day. They're going to get a fucking show. It's just ridiculous. So go go see Joker just because it hasn't been spoiled by this nonsense. They're going to drag it out. Podcast! Podcast.